off of their heads. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello and welcome to 102 of the Rage. Yo, 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 yo. Maybe we should have that switch to here's uh, Daryl and Larry. <laughs> Darren and yeah, right. Darryl I'm, I'm Daryl. This is my other brother, Daryl. Yeah, Larry, Daryl, and Daryl. Oh, that's that. It was Larry, Daryl, and Daryl, wasn't oh, yeah. it? <laughs> we just need one more Daryl. Yeah, yeah. And I got to say, in her um, in her youth, didn't get much hotter than Suzanne Plachette, who was uh, Newhart's wife. Yes. No, I agree. She had it going on. Yeah. And even at the point that she played Newhart's wife, was still pretty hot. She still was absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing I've noticed now. Now, now that I've hit the half century mark or so, watching those old shows that I saw as a kid, I Dream of Genie and Bewitched are two that come to mind where it was like, oh, that was fine. And now it's like, whoa, Barbara Eden. Whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, Mary Ann and uh, more so than Ginger on uh, Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, there were so many th- things that were just going right over our heads. Oh, there were just vixens everywhere everywhere it was fantastic it was the great world then it was a great world unlike now where yeah there were articles and there's there's oddity around and i think there was one one of the clips kind of touched on it but there were things i think it was a fox news article which was like why the younger generation wants less romance in television and movies that they're not comfortable with it. And I'm like, we are lost as a society. Totally. I mean, I, as I said, I, I, I have not had a television since early July, so I can't speak to <laughs> recent occurrences, but before that, it seemed like um, they made a, a, a deliberate effort to cast most women in TV to resemble Sam Bankman Freed's girlfriend. Or, or Sam Bankman Freed, or him? Yeah, both. They're the they're they're the, they're the couple. They're what to aspire to. Yes, and it's like, well, you can't be too attractive because that's just rude to all the women that aren't attractive. That's mean to everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you must disfigure yourself. Otherwise, you, it's just not equity. It's not equitable, <laughs> right? right. Yes. But it's just an oddity. It's like, well, this isn't <laughs> what people even strive for. They don't want those kind of relationships. And I'm like, well, this totally explains the AI online girlfriend kind of a concept oh yeah because we don't want any of that physical intimacy this is how we even have the kids now where they're not one of them is not an ai that are well one lives in california and one lives in maine or one lives in any country around the world it's like we're dating like no you're not dating did people actually say that yes that's fucked up Uh uh-huh 
like they're dating they will go on to you know video calls and talk but it's like that's dating now and you never met them in person wow which is bizarre especially knowing that the technology is there now to put somebody else's face on your face on a live call there's no dating without an exchange of bodily fluids amen yeah and i could just be saliva but it's a start that's right you have to start somewhere (laughs) <laughs> you have to start somewhere. And, and here we usually start by telling you that the uh, Chicago area, 39 shots, seven killed this weekend. Whoa. Whoa. It was a little warmer than normal. So I guess maybe more people came out. Yeah. yeah I have the windows open now. It is 66 degrees out right now in Chirac. Oh, shit. Wow. Good for you. That's nice. Beautiful. It's better than, you know, again. Just don't get too warm that I have to go. Do I have to turn the air conditioning on again? <laughs> do I have to do it? Do I have to? No. You should be in the troll room, though, when we're doing these shows live, like our buddy, Sir Truck Driver. Man, I hope you're not driving. Yeah. Well, 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 do not troll and drive. He wouldn't. No. He's very responsible. No, of course not. He has a show, Rolling On. Dot show. Rolling on. He's another one that's probably going to get the bill for his uh, URL in a year or so. The Dot okay, Show is. Step- I stepped on on his address. Repeat that. I'm sorry. Rolling on dot show. And as we've learned with the dot show, usually to buy it for the first year. Oh, dude, it's great for a dollar ninety nine, two ninety nine, something like that. Then for the renewal comes up, they're 30 bucks. My damn. No shit. So they could charge you a premium on the back end. Is that true for a dot show? I mean, anybody can charge anything when they own these domains and cost will de- determine how many people will buy them yeah right but a lot of times they will do hey for to sign up for it to get it that first time well it's two bucks and they're not the only ones to have done it a variety of domains have done that over the years but i was like damn although it seems like the dot coms and dot orgs and dot nets everything is going up but the dot shows are a little more they're about twice what a dot com is or maybe three times i think some dot dot lol like csp has i think those are pretty expensive too but he's that's he's rolling in the satoshis oh yeah the first taste is free omega project it's just like drugs exactly it's it's, it's the drug dealer's business model of course (laughs) you don't think the domain guys missed out on that one right no no you know and the more people that have the domains are really it is exactly like the drugs because if if csb doesn't have csb.lol do we know lol exists no so you have to find a few of them and then you're like well maybe i want an lol and then i guess there's an ing as well i don't even know what that's for yeah i don't know what that would be but you know people were like hey do you want unrelent.ing it's like well no no (laughs) there's too many no gene loves all the domains we bought like 10 of them when unrelenting really? started, because you could do, uh, you know, like unrelenting dot live, unrelenting dot whatever. Uh, and I'm like, it's just too much. People don't yeah. follow it. And you're better off. I mean, if you can get a dot com, that's still the way to go, because there's a lot of people who still look at you funny if you say a domain name. They do. That has anything but a dot com on it. Yeah. You're like, OK, so, you go to Planet Rage dot show and they're like, is it? So that's Planet Rage dot show dot com. Uh, yeah. I even have an old email address that ends in .net, and it's amazing. I never use it anymore, probably because of that reason, because people, you tell them .net and they write .com, you know. Which is probably, I mean, I got another email today. This one, though, from Canada, 
about some youth hockey thing. And I was on the mailing list. I'm like, take me off the list. Not me, not the Darren O'Neill you're looking for. Good. We got Canadians that are getting me. We got, a, I think, one Aussie. We got somebody in Northern Ireland. I think there was one in another part of Ireland. Yeah. Everybody wants to use my email address. Yeah. I never have that problem. Well, see, you have too unique of a name. Everybody starts signing up for Larry, that Larry show.com. It's, yeah, it's a lot less apt yeah. to having an issue. Yeah. Though the wife has one, which is a, a lot of fun because she worked for a flooring company for a long time. And now it's, it, this is just tuned into the, uh, to the spam email box, but she has floors at gmail.com. So I'm sure that's going to generate thanks right there. If everybody starts sending her emails, oh, yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, but it's like <laughs> having something like that. I can see uh, a lot of companies like, no, no, that must be, go here, go. It's very bizarre what people think their email addresses are. Yes. Or how they forget because the guy that was in England, I think he was in England that we ordered the stuff from uh, that, tamu or whatever it was the chinese place that just allowed me to order him a bunch of stuff without re-entering his credit card that was beautiful (laughs) that was beautiful but then you found out his email address was like darren o'neill you know plus one two five or something like that Uh, it's like well how do you forget to put that part in you really you know what your email address is i would think you would think but you can never assume right no you can no. never assume. And when it comes to emails, uh, there's a lot of people who think that my email is their email. Yeah. Now, I don't follow football at all. I don't either. But I have a beef about that when you're done. Oh, good. The yeah. Denver Broncos, I guess, were big underdogs and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs of the uh, the. Pfizer boy, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, oh, Bo. fucking guy. I can't stand him. Well, but continue. The, the second the game ended in Denver where they beat Kansas City, I guess, unexpectedly. Mm, good. They started blaring Taylor Swift, shake it off before anybody could even get off the field, which I'm like, that is the ultimate troll. That is a troll. That's good. <laughs> it's like, I love that. That is hilarious. Are they still an item or is that kind of a fake thing? I think that's real or fake, Darren. It is so hard to say. Yeah. And it's like, I have, this is one thing that I've never followed with any celebrity whatsoever was all of the, you know, who's dating who and why. And then there's the whole group of people, including a huge Taylor Swift fan group, which is like, uh, you know, they're fully believe that it's Gaylor. So they believe that she's gay and all the other stuff that's been going on as a cover. (laughs) Now, the only weird thing about that is. I mean, projection much, maybe, but if you are gay and you think that Taylor Swift is gay, but has just been hiding it and everybody, the one thing that they take from her is, well, she's so honest. Her music speaks to us. It's like, well, wouldn't that ruin it if she actually was gay? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that ruin it for everybody? Not just for the gay people, but it's the sure for if you were like, well, this is an artist that was so out in the open and so bearing their soul it's like if you find out they were keeping that kind of a secret for that kind of a time it's like i don't see that not because people would have a negative reaction to somebody coming out because that's happened many a times before but it's the overall way it was done yeah 
So that would be, I don't believe that's the case, but I don't know. A lot of people were like, well, the, the NFL is paying her to increase the interest in the NFL. And at first I'm like, well, that's bullshit. But the more you look at what this actually did to the NFL, that people were seriously like, well, these Taylor Swift fans are like, I'm going to watch football. I've never watched before, but I want to watch now. No shit. Just just they can see her up in the booth cheering, wearing a jersey. I guess, or that they want to root for her boyfriend or whatever, yeah. or against her boyfriend, whatever it may be. I suppose the Taylor Swift factor. Yeah. It's like, that is, uh, that is bizarre. I just don't think the NFL has enough money to pay Taylor Swift to do Probably promo not. work no, for them. Right. In fact, I'd expect her to buy the NFL. Yeah. You know. I mean, right. this would be it. If this, if this guy yeah. pisses her off enough, I hope she does. She does. Yes, not only fires does, his ass. Yeah. <laughs> not only does she have enough money to buy the team he plays for, she could actually buy the whole league. There you go. When you get to the uh, the Forbes, finally put her on the billionaires list, which but did they? Which wow. is fairly impressive. Very impressive. And this current tour, I mean, again, the amount of merchandise that's going out the door, the what tickets have been selling for. There was one of these places like Argentina or something where she's going now where I don't know how they do the tickets. If it's just literally like a first come first serve general admission kind of thing. But there have been people camping allegedly for like six months now. Mm. Like now that's hardcore advantage right there. Really? Six months in the street for, for a duck at Dissy Taylor. You're going to wow. camp out. And I don't know if that like ends because if that like ends when the concert starts and you just go in, that's going to be a very stinky concert. So that's what that joke was. I saw a picture somewhere of some homeless hellhole. Could have been L.A., Chicago, Philly, whatever. And it said they're, they're not homeless. They're just waiting for Taylor Swift tickets. It very well could be. <laughs> but if you can get your hand on one of those tickets, you don't have to be homeless anymore because you could probably go get yourself uh a place to stay for at least a few months Wow! for the thousands of dollars that the tickets were selling for. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I don't judge. I certainly wouldn't pay it for anybody at this point because it's just a two to three hour experience. It's like, and that's when I look at stuff, I mean there I've spent a lot of money on something like a guitar, which although I got a great deal when I bought the Gibson SJ 200 back in maybe 2000 or so. And I got it for, I think it was 26 or 2,700 bucks delivered, which seemed like a ton of money. Then you stole it. That's about six grand today. Yeah. Box. Yeah. And it's like, so now I'm like, I'm glad I kept it and it's in good shape. And uh, that's the right guitar for you because it's fucking huge. Yes. Like a cello. It is. It's awesome. Yeah. It is large and it has that. The thing that's hard with the acoustic guitars, as you know, is to get, you know, that full bodied sound and also clarity out of it. And sure. That jumbo, that's why they call them a jumbo. Mm-hmm. You really get a nice low end and it is more comfortable. I do find when playing smaller electric guitars and stuff, it could oh, it sure. not as not as comfortable. It kind of feels like, although some of those guys, we're able to play those like screaming V's and stuff where there's hardly nothing to it except the neck. Yeah. And I prefer a little bit more of a, of a substantial guitar. I bought my daughter, the Epiphone knockoff of that. Um, That's what Todd Snyder's played for years. It just sounds great. 
It's a great, it is. And you know, and for a knockoff, for a Chinese made knockoff, it's pretty good. I mean, there's a few blemishes in the finish if you really look closely. But I, you know, I had this guy set it up and the action's nice and low and it throws sound well. And, you know, what the hell? That is it with any cheap guitar. You find a luthier that knows what they're doing. They can resurrect that for a couple of hundred bucks. Sure. And make magic out of it. Yeah. This is Guitar Talk right here. On this the, is uh, Guitar Talk with, Dar- with Daryl and Larry. <laughs> right, Daryl. My brother Larry, my other brother Daryl, and it all just works out. But when I bought that stuff, it was like, well, with the guitar, you know, I bought that decades ago, and I still possess it. It's still something I have in treasure. A concert ticket? Yeah. I don't know how people look at well, that yeah. kind of money unless you have millions of dollars literally i think it would have to be millions of dollars i would have to have not just one million dollars in the bank i would have to have multiple millions to be like oh yeah i'll pay five thousand dollars a ticket to go see taylor swift yeah well i know people that have done that and they don't have even thousands in the bank but they do it anyway so they're like you only live once and you're like yeah but you're gonna die broke you know yeah that's it people do not they don't think or they no, they, they kind of few they, people do they true <laughs> or they really? value things that are just completely out there but hey i guess whatever makes you happy if it's good yeah. it's good but i thought that was hilarious but what was your beef besides with the nfl besides- oh, the football thing um you know it, it's kind of a, it was really it was a weird experience i was uh my wife was away for a couple of days uh, visiting some college friends in upstate new york so uh you know i abandoned I moose and uh had dinner out a couple of times and there's this Italian place. I like, I always sit at the bar. I'll never sit at a table when I'm alone. Cause that makes you feel like shit. So I have to eat someplace where there's a bar where they serve food. And this is nice. And of course there's two big ass TV screens over the bar. And you know me, I, I never watched, I don't own TVs anymore. I never watch. And there's these, these football things on. I, it was, I don't really was, it wasn't really the game. It was like people talking about the game. And it seems like now it's always, it's now it's like two hot looking chicks and right. some guy who looks like an elephant. Is that like the new standard thing for football talk? Not a, only football, every sport, every sport. Okay. Yes. I think that there is the, right. you at least have to have one female. They are usually fairly attractive. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what the sport is. The pre and post game is going to have that. And I, okay. it's weird. I mean, I just started watching the hockey again. Mm-hmm. And Chris Chelios's daughter is on the Blackhawks pre and post game. I'm just like, but what? Why? Who's did, that? You know, Who's he Chris Chelios. He played for years, Hall of Famer. Okay, big name in Chicago and in Detroit. So I mean, net net will know all about Chelly. He had a chili place here. It was really good chili when he was here too. Chelly's chili. Nice. And now he's got some tequila because that's the commercials on the TV. If they don't have oh. my tequila, you don't go shopping at the place or something like big that. Big money in that stuff. Yeah. Uh huh getting your name put on any of that. We're not, we're not quite big enough yet for planet rage tequila. True. Although if there's anybody out there who makes tequila and they can make that happen. Yeah. I got to say though, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a tequila connoisseur, but I'm not unfamiliar with the beverage. And, um, at a party some years ago, somebody had a whole slew of them lined up, you know, patrons and whatever the fuck the high end stuff is. And hands down the best, I thought was Sammy Hagar's. Oh yeah. Cabo. The Cabo Wabo. It was fucking good. It, the others taste like a glass of fire. And that just went down <laughs> like ice water. It was great. Yeah. Sammy knows booze. I guess he does. And I think tequila, 
excuse me, where it comes if we were, you know, if you were to have a planet rage spirit, I don't think rum, I mean, rum is too much like, oh, boat drinks, happy, go lucky. Yes, you can keep rum. And the whiskey, I mean, that just seems angry maybe, but without the complexities of it. I mean, I think tequila would be yeah where planet rage would work best at least as a starting point before our before our beverage empire that we're growing (laughs) our beverage empire i like that (laughs) yeah we'll get there one step at a time yes oh so i'm watching this football at this bar while i'm eating my uh bolognese and I, i noticed something i didn't realize before all these fucking idiots these dudes they wear suits but the pants are like skinny jean pants or like fucking yoga pants. And then they've got sneakers on and they look like total idiots. That's about total accurate. Idiots. Total fucking idiots. And so, so you know how it's, it's like when there's a TV right in front of you, it's very hard not to look at it. You know what I mean? It's, it is a distraction. It's magnetic. I guess. Even if it's some shit you don't want to look at, it sort of draws you in. Well, and this especially kept if you're sitting at a bar, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. And this kept happening. And I thought to myself, I got to stop looking at that shit. And then I thought, no, nah, I just want those fucking, both those screens to blow up right now. <laughs> and within 20 seconds, suddenly I look up again and both screens say, you know, check your cable provider. It's got all this gobbledygook Ooh. shit. And clearly I got my wish. <laughs> and I thought, holy shit, maybe I'm telekinetic. Well, I know you said you have that uh, highway right down the prayer front. Maybe that was, uh, was an answered <laughs> prayer. They're like, I don't want to watch this anymore. They're like, okay, click. okay, gone. And, and so there are a few people around. And they're, like, they're all pissed off. And I'm sitting there smiling. And well, you don't know. I might have just made that happen. Oh, uh-huh. good. I, I willed it into non-existence when it came exactly. to that. Yes. I felt omnipotent. Mm. But the pants thing is weird because. What is up with that shit? Because is it just these sports guys? Because I don't think I'm like seeing, seeing this around other people. You know, it just seems like them. Is it this is it a sports thing or what's going on with that? Well, I noticed the commercial during the races over this weekend where there's a company that is pushing these pants where they're like, well, they're more you know, higher end, they're better than wearing sweatpants. So they're more formal than sweatpants, but you know, better than jeans. And it's just like what you're kind of describing. I'm like, this just seems like uh, baggy yoga pants for men. I'd sooner wear a pencil skirt. <laughs> and you would knock jeans. it out of the park too. Really? I really, no, no kidding. But I didn't get that. I'm like, well, since when are jeans out of style? For yeah. casual wear. I mean, I guess if you're trying to create a company that's going to compete, you have to be like, well, you don't want to keep wearing jeans like those. Yeah. Whatever. Whoever's wearing jeans, which is everybody. Yeah. And but then I, there's the sneak, the sneaker thing. What's that about? It's the trying to remain casual that I haven't seen yet on NASCAR. They still wear the dress shoes, but okay. it reminds me of Johnny B back in the day. He used to do that. He used to wear a nice suit with gym shoes. Yeah, but he was an entertainer. Well, true. So he gets to do that, you know. These guys on TV think they're entertainers too, though. They think that, but they're not. <laughs> they're not in the same category. Not, not even a little. <laughs> they are not in the same category. No, no. But it's it's a weird world that we have going on. It is. It's too weird. And getting weirder by the second. Yeah, because the kids do not want to date in person. 
They think that romantic relationships are overplayed by the media. It's just like, but no, that's, you know, and again. So is this that, all, is this, is there, a, is this a, a like a study you saw or what, what's the, like the plant, the uh, foundation of this Intel? Yeah. Somebody obviously did a, one of those poll and we all know how polling is. Oh yeah. But they went on to try to, you know, find the root causes like sending Kamala to the border. Let's find the root causes. Mm-hmm. And it just does not make sense beyond the complete and utter breakdown of the nuclear family, which is, yeah. well, we don't want to have romantic relationships. We want just a, and again, we also look at, well, you know, platonic people ain't having kids. So this is also population control. True. All the trans stuff, True. population control. There's a lot of shit going on. There's population control. Yes. Now is, is what this survey, whatever it was, Darren, was it, equally split the opinions between males and females because i would think that at least what i get from my daughters is the guys so many of these guys their age are like total digit heads they you know they're just it's just very bizarre but i would think that for some reason i think the women aren't so much into that as right is that correct i you know i do not remember the details although that would make sense for the you know for those crazy females who are still like you know i'm ready to start a family does there any guy right. that you know has any balls anyone Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and we i think ran a clip at some point where there was a liberal woman who was like you know i'm all into these liberal causes but you know can can i find one man who isn't a total like wimp you know paraphrasing too late (laughs) Uh like paraphrasing here but this is exactly the issue and the intriguing thing to me was this again is trying to make everybody the same there's something to be said for the yin and yang the male and female relationship that the male brings something to the relationship that's unique the female brings something to the relationship that's unique and together that equals out into one even stronger thing where when you get into this it's like well no we don't want any of that we want everybody to be absolutely equal Mm. and i think that's more what you're getting with what's being pushed now and it is i think quite possibly nefarious just like the left one of the headlines was the you know people are going after the new speaker of the house because in a rolling stone article at some point he talked about blocking porn on his devices it's like so now you're going to make fun of people for not watching porn i mean i don't get it of course it's anti-american not to watch porn i i did not know that yeah oh yeah this is why i listen to planet rage i learn something new <laughs> each and every and then week. how about that guy that was he uh i know he was a preacher was he also like a school administrator or some kind of a, a politician and he just blew his own head off or i don't know i shouldn't say that he killed himself in some fashion because he was outed because he was like doing an only oh right i saw that right i'm like holy shit yeah wow there is a oh, lot yeah. of sickness going on in the world yes you know as right before going on here i saw the allegedly the manifesto of the tennessee shooter oh yes came out there's some really bizarre stuff in there very bizarre i thought about clipping some but it's like it's just too even disturbing to yeah to try to make sense of it is too disturbing did you see the um speaking of sneakers the sneaker um analysis no Oh yeah, there's a, there, it's really weird. 
they show her, him, whatever, blowing its way through the door to get into the place, right? The first thing with the, with the, the guns. And she sort of turns profile and you can see she's wearing a pair of sneakers that I had and loved when I was in college was Puma Clydes. Ooh. So, you know, allegedly designed or at least named for Clyde Frazier. And I loved them. They were so much cooler than Nikes or, or Adidas. They were fucking great. And she's wearing those, you know, the, the black suede and a, and a sort of that, sw- not the Nike swoosh, but you know what I'm talking about. You know, this sneaker. Yes. And then <clears throat> later on, um, there's her, her lifeless corpse on the floor. And she is, they claim, according to this video, different sneakers on. That's bizarre. Yes. Could that be, was Puma like, uh, no, no we, we can't have that. <laughs> Puma paid him to switch that up. I don't, you know, I'm not certain that they're, you know, they're very much pixelated close ups uh, were correct, you know. Right. As you know, I mean, hey, you, you said this ahead of everybody else. It could be all be bullshit. Um, but yes, it yeah. certainly would not be hard to change a detail. Right. And I could also see where any company would not want to be associated rightfully so. You know, if they, although I tell you, if she walked through the door of that school wearing a make America great again uh, shirt, you know where that would have been, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's interesting to see like where, you know, do you, and I don't think you do as the news media, you don't have any reason to, and you're not really protecting. It's like, it is what it is. There's a lot of mass murderers that have worn a lot of different brands. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? That's a cool idea. Mass murderer brands. Right. What what did Charlie Manson like for his sneakers? Years ago, do you remember they had um, serial killer trading cards? Vaguely, because they they have trading cards of almost everything. Fucking unbelievable. They had, uh, you know, Ed Gein and uh, uh, Whitman, all these psycho fucks over the years with a picture of them on one side and the backside. You flip it over and they had it arranged just like a tops or major league stats, you know, Right. the eyes and i forget they had that like kills and bullets shots fired and it was it was mashed it was sick but it was funny mm-hmm. yeah satire which we yeah. don't have much of no no see a net net already posted a photo of a chelios jersey that may or may not be hanging in his front room see i knew he would know chris chelios that's wasn't that the name of uh that was the name of a Jason Statham character in one of like in Crank or something, Chelios. Yeah. Hmm. It's a good name. It's a good name. Now, Donald Trump, there's gag orders. They're trying to get him. Oh, those fucks. I know. Yeah. That's kind of what he says. Yeah. As I successfully fight these political opponent lawsuits, all created and started by crooked Joe Biden and his group of radical left thugs. I realize how insignificant they are compared to the horror of what is going on with Israel and the Middle East and the thousands of people who have so needlessly died in a war that should have never started and the millions that could very easily follow, all due to the highly incompetent Biden administration, their policies of weakness and appeasement. Now, I mean, the first thing that I'm pulling out of this, remember when presidents could make sentences that you could understand? Isn't that great? It's like music. Uh-huh. Good it's like music. He's he's saying things and the words make sense. Wow. Yes. This, this, wow. wow. I don't rem- I mm-hmm. barely remember this from president. Right. Yeah. And 
and you notice what you know everybody always say donald trump oh he's just the narcissist he's like well no this these I people just, dying is way more important than anything that's going on with me i just thought of a great t- uh, t-shirt we should sell picture of the donald and he said uh, just says needs no subtitles yeah oh i like that yeah. right yeah. i like that mm. unlike joey and then that joey. could be the back I mean, could be <laughs> Well, that's, that's a, you don't, you know, run it when you feel like it, but uh, we'll get into that with Joey. There's I, 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 one of the clips I sent to you, <laughs> it's for him produced obviously by the DNC and it fucking has subtitles like, oh my God, it's, it's that bad. Oh, that is fantastic. Well, we'll get yeah. to that right after the Donald. We'll I mean, that's whatever you want, whatever you want. It's a good way to compare and contrast. Okay. And of being just plain stupid. And then you have Ukraine, likewise, would have never started if I were president, would have never started. You wouldn't have inflation. You'd have a great economy. All of these things were preventable. But now we have many hotspots all over the world, something that just three years ago, nothing like this existed. Our country was doing record business. We had no inflation, which is a killer in its own right. It's called a country destroyer. So let them keep suing me over bullshit in their hope of election interference, because that's the only way they think they can win. We're leading in the polls by massive numbers. And that's because our country has become disabled. We're a nation in decline. We are not going to let our country die. We will successfully fight it. We will make America great again, greater than ever before. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, can't find any fault there with what he said. I love what he said. And it's interesting to see the poll numbers. And again, oh, yeah. Any polling is questionable. Sure. Especially at this point with the presidential stuff. But Mm. the latest one was five of the swing states that could very easily go to Donald Trump all of a sudden. I saw that. I said, well, the one I saw that said that, yeah, but because as of this, as of the poll, he was ahead of Joey by, you know, a good chunk, four or five points in each of these swing states. So they're shitting blood over that. And um, it's, it's very scary when you think about uh, what they, what lengths they will go to, to hang on to their power. Well, and that is the question. Yes. Like, what will they do? They seem to think, as we'll get to the clip from our buddy. Olbermann, but I mean, the way they treat Donald Trump is like he is a threat to democracy. Oh, yeah. Like, really, one guy a threat to democracy. Nobody ever explains what they think he might do, except, well, he might collude with the Russians and the Chinese. I mean, like the Bidens have? (laughs) I mean, the guy. Yeah. Even where I am now in my uh, new little burg in uh, Connecticut, um, there's an election, local election, all these fucking titles of you know like ombudsman and i don't even know what the fuck they do but i know who i won't be voting for when i look at the lawn signs which are very popular around here much more popular than they were in la and as soon as i see the word democracy on the lawn side it's like x out not you you're a scumbag <laughs> if you if you're using the word democracy to get elected, you are a scumbag yeah the we must protect our democracy yeah because it used to be, well, we have a different idea on how to run the country. This was not the norm. And I think that's worthy of pointing out for people that didn't follow elections, or maybe if you're in your 20s or 30s, this was not the norm of 
the other side is threatening democracy. Mm. Never. No. It was never the way it was. And the concept that one guy, yeah, even as presidents, like this is why if the children would actually learn anything in school, mm-hmm. they would know that our whole system was set up checks and balances. That's I remember that being just slammed into our heads, probably what third or fourth grade. Oh yeah. But hell you got a Congress sitting Congresswoman right now. AOC who thinks there's only two branches of government. So, <laughs> well, yes, you know what I mean? Really? And, and we have Kamala, other, it was a Kamala too. I think it's just, it's mind blowing. The stupidity of these people. Yes, it will. Absolutely. And not understanding the checks and balances, which are, well, this was put into place. So that way the president can't do something completely on their own. That's going to screw up the country. Congress can't do it. You know, this is why you have the Supreme court. This is why the different branches of government are in fact, different branches. So they are not under the same leadership. So they're not under the same control that it would take a massive conspiracy and i think we may be inching closer to that but you need people in all three of those sections in order to totally destroy the country and we may be getting closer to that than ever before oh yeah especially if they ever decide to open up the supreme court and go hey we're gonna add 10 new justices sure because you know who elects those judges we'll hear some more about that in the clip as well but let's get to the the joey campaign ad Oh, I'm going to be yelling stop a lot. So okay, get your wait, trigger finger I'm, ready, Darren. I'm warming up, warming up my hands here so I can, you know, clicking <laughs> that mouse is not easy. You think those guys in race cars do hard work? I click a mouse. Damn straight. Yes, sir. Hello, everyone. Stop. <laughs> we got through. Hello, everyone. All right. Well, see, that's why I stopped you. If you play, if you run that again, Was that he doesn't tone? say hello, everyone. He says, oh, everyone. And what the first, was that? The first was that word tone? is oh. Was that like a doorbell or something going yeah. off? Oh, I don't know what the fuck that was. That gunk in the beginning, the little gong. Um, I don't know. It's probably something, you know, some uh, system sound from my like my shitty. Okay, so maybe that but, wasn't on. I thought that was on Joey's side. I thought that would even be better. No, I don't think. I don't think it was that bad. But uh, but you can't really hear him say hello. You can hear kind of the slur. Uh, everyone, <laughs> we we'll hear that one more time here. Yeah, yeah. we might need to slow Joey down. Hello, everyone. Right? It's, 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 kind, everyone. Of, it's kind of one word. Hello, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Right. This is where, if you run into a, you know, like fifth grader that just wants to get back outside to play, like, hey, what are you doing? Okay. Right. Yes. That's kind of the way yes. Joey speaks. Yes. For all of us, there are so many memories about the night at Grant Park 15 years ago tonight. Stop. Now, all of you, but none of us. I have no memory of that. I wasn't there, and I didn't give a shit. So there. Is he talking about the Obama inauguration? Yes. yes. Uh, inauguration. Inauguration. I have, I'm yeah. keep, maybe if I keep adding more uh, syllables to it, it'll well, eventually you're Chicago. be right. Tell me about Grant Park. I've never been. Yeah, it's right off the lake. It's huge. They have all the concerts there. You know, the Taste of Chicago. Everything goes on in Grant okay. Park, and that was a big deal i mean there was a lot of people in grant park for that occasion yeah mm-hmm. you know the whole city because a lot of people you know including a lot of the white folk here in chicago and i'm sure people came in from outside of the city sure but the feeling was this was whether you were a democrat or republican this was a special 
election, this was an important thing that we had a black dude as president. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of people that thought this was, you know, going to be the new bar moving forward, that this th- this shows that the United States is in a good place. Do we, do we see how ironic that is 15 isn't years it, later? Isn't it 15 years later? Yes. At the edge of a new civil war. Uh-huh. Yeah. How ironic <laughs> it is that yeah. I believe if you look at everything and it's hard to put a quantitative or quantitative number, whatever the word is on going like where the race relations were leading up to the election of Barack Obama, I would say guessing that what you would have seen is an uptick that was getting better and better and better and better over the years leading up to that. No doubt. No doubt whatsoever. And then you had the election of Barack Obama and then all things went to hell. Correct. And I think a lot of this came from the way the media treated anybody who went, hey, wait, wait, Barack Obama wants to do what? I don't like that idea. Racist. Well, no, I just don't like the idea. I don't. It doesn't mean they pulled the race card out so many times. And somehow we've continued to. As the media, they've continued to insist that if you're a black person in this country, that things are horrible for you. Mm-hmm. And that, that wasn't the way it was leading up to that. It wasn't the way it was in the 90s. I mean, we remember the stuff and they've even played the clips from guys like uh, Luther Campbell of the two live crew who was like, hey, the, the, the government, the people, the man, they don't what they don't like, what they find dangerous about our music isn't the. The massive amounts of profanity that two live crew brought to the table. But it was you look at the audience and you're like, hey, wait, there's white guys, there's black guys, there's Mexican guys. We're all getting along. Right. They can't stand that. That is what had to be blown up. Absolutely. And they did it. The most polarizing president in history, only exceeded by Joey, his second in command, who's really kind of finished the work that uh, or the destruction that uh, Barrio began. Now, a Digi Guru says he was in Grand Park back in 1968 during the riots there for the Democratic National Convention. Wow. Okay. I want to hear about this. Yeah, we're going to have to get some stories from you, Digi. Yeah. Because uh, that was when we were, the uh, Yippies were there, I think, at that one. Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin, and they were sort of instigators. And um, yeah, that was a pretty ugly scene. That's when we had a Democrat president, or I'm sorry, Democrat mayor. Of Chicago. Yeah, I mean, really, the mayor of Chicago may as well be president. Well, he's, I think he told the cops to get out there and crack heads. And yeah. They did. Do whatever yeah. you got to do to stop this. Yeah. And a lot of people be like, well, no, that's police violence. And okay. But were the people that were getting their heads cracked, were they committing violence? Well, let's not talk about that. It's very much like what's going on now with Israel and Hamas, where Oh, no, what one side is doing is perfectly fine, but the other side is totally a victim. It's like, eh, sorry, yeah. it's a little, little more complex than that. Oh, yeah. We better get back to the Joey yet. I mean, there's okay. a lot to okay, back to Joey. There's a lot of Joey here. There's a lot to absorb. How about this? Don't don't fail to, to notice the absolute puke inducing piano uh, music is the bed for Joey's rambling treacle. Well, it's got him. It's got to soothe oh, everybody. God. You know, 
As you share the stories, uh, I hope you reflect on the progress you helped make for this country as a consequence of that night. Some would say it was a, a big deal. <laughs> well, but what has the progress been since that night for? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, things have gone in the wrong direction since that night. Yes. Yes. And really, it, it wasn't the result of that night. It was the result of the night that preceded by two months, election night. I mean, the inauguration really doesn't mean much. It's just a fucking ceremony. Right. It's so. a party. Yeah. A big deal. <laughs> With Barack. And- wait, wait, wait. Why? To laugh. Yeah. I've learned yeah. too much from Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of no uh-huh. agenda. The oh, laugh chuckle. tells are always chuckle. interesting. Always a chuckle fuck from Joey. Let's hear that. I think what he's doing is he's, he's, uh, He's um, sort of belittling, but inflating through his belittling how how what a, what a momentous occasion that was in the in the history of the globe. See, but for Joey, for most people, it is the United States elected a black president. For Joey, it's he became vice president. Yes, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Don't you understand how important of a day that was? Yeah, I became vice president. <laughs> mm-hmm. Consequence of that night, some would say it was a, a big deal. <laughs> with Barack and Michelle in office, we went to work. For- Wait, when did Michelle yeah, get with into Barack office? Barack and Michelle in office. How about did you? Did those all those people that voted for him know that it was a? She was the the other end of the ticket. It wasn't Joe. It's Barack and Michelle in office. Huh? No, but knowing what I know, I believe that. Uh, as I've mentioned before, I had a lot of conversations with a guy who knows Barack. And Michelle very well. That's the beauty of the ballpark. And he was very clear with uh, the smarter of the two is definitely Michelle. Really? So you can, I mean, really, uh, it's always good. Again, the yin and yang. If somebody's married, you're going to have, I mean, they're, you know, who's officially in charge, right? But yeah. Well, for all so of this, us that this have is been a married, guy you know who knows the two of them quite yes. well. Yes. Okay. All right. See, I never thought Barry was dumb. I think he's, he seems pretty smart. Oh, he is, thought, but she's just she, like next level. Really? Because I always thought she's just more vicious. Which may also be true, but I mean, aren't all women? Isn't that? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to duck now. Dame slay me yeah, or, or Rhett. Somebody's coming after me now. Don't get her pissed at me. Please. Nope. <laughs> no. Full of purpose and excited about the possibility before the nation. The thing that we talk about the most was how we wouldn't have made it without you, all of you standing in that park and many who are not there now. What does that mean? Stop. The, the, the dead ones? Is that what he's talking about? I don't know. I mean, for all, I mean, we wouldn't have made it without everybody. But it's like, okay, the people that showed up for that one event was a very small amount of the country and a small yeah. amount of their base. Yeah. But the ones that aren't here now, I don't know if that's like for all of those who uh who have died maybe it's it's but i don't know why you would necessarily need to say anything beyond well we really were for everybody that was there but it's kind of like i've said a few different times when you look at the little sticker on the visor of your car that says you know if you don't buckle up and you have airbags serious injury or death may occur and i'm like well you could have just put death or correct yeah. <laughs> or, or to take yeah. serious injury or death it's like you know or yeah you, you don't need both just true people infer serious injury from yeah. death may occur and why are those stickers usually in in english and french you i know, don't know i think there's a lot 
a lot more people speaking Spanish in this country than French, but they're obviously trying to kill everybody that speaks Spanish. <laughs> this seems quite obvious. If your car has that warning in French and English, then you got a question. You got a question. And I wonder, do, uh, if somebody that is Spanish speaking buys one of these vehicles, do they like slap another sticker on top of that or they're just on their own problem? Because everybody, almost everyone knows who's Spanish that I know is bilingual. Unlike yes. speakers. So. Yes. Which is, I think we brought that at one point as a super duper idea for people. If they're tired of going through the phone trees on uh, companies where it's one hard to get a hold of somebody or two, if they, you can get a hold of somebody, you wind up in India where you can't understand what the person on the other end of the phone is saying. One of the greatest hacks is to choose two for Spanish, because as you just said, almost everybody that is a Spanish speaker, on especially that are doing this kind of work, is bilingual. So if you hit two and get that and then they pick up the phone and you start speaking in English, they will speak in English to you. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. But that way you stay out of India. And it's not that India is bad. Don't, I don't want to get a bad rap there. No. I've had some people that I've dealt with that were great that I totally understood. And it's like, it's not about the person. It's about, I'm not going to get the customer service I need if they don't understand me and I don't understand them. It's like, then it's just a waste of time. I, the thing is, I never have difficulty understanding a heavy Indian accent. I don't know why, but it doesn't. I mean, you said something like you had, what was it like a, a squirrel in your, you just used a funny term for you. Oh, the babble fish. Yeah. The babble fish that you were able to sort of filter out stuff and, and understand it. And, um, that's, that's never been a problem for me. Like I said, also back in the days of <clears throat> many, many virus, uh, computer viruses, I would, I would wait until I know I would be connected with somebody on the subcontinent because I know they'd know how to comb it out. Whereas the guy probably in Houston or Topeka didn't. So you got to go where the experts are. Yeah. Yeah. Deep belief in the American people. You know, a reminder that our democracy is bigger than any one person. Our democracy is bigger than any one it's person. Bigger. Wow. Although Donald Trump is a danger to it. Cause I thought, wait, if the democracy is bigger than any one person, then wouldn't Donald Trump, by very default, not be able to ruin democracy as one person. Renders him harmless, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. Joey, we love it. You're speaking the truth finally. That Joey. America is about all of us. All of us. Mr. And if this is a commercial that was put out, why is Joey's, and it's not just the music, because the music, I understand a lot of people throw this on, but this is not a good audio recording of him. I think it's typical of his entire regime and administration. Um, it's, and it's an absolute abysmal recording job. Um, he's looking, you know, they're using a two camera shoot. And he's looking away from the camera. Um, <laughs> he, he just looks, he looks fucking cadaverous, which he always is. The lighting's terrible. As you, you pointed out, the audio is atrocious. Um, and that's pretty much how they run everything. You know, they, it, it's a shit show. Now, I'm sure there were a few of these, but did you see any of the videos of the kids dressed up as Biden for Halloween? There was one I saw. I don't even remember which social media it was, but these kids, there were three of them, one with a full Joe Biden mask on like you could get back in the day of, you know, Richard Nixon and all those sure. kind of things. Yeah. And he had two Secret Service guys with him. <laughs> 
and they're trying to guide him while he's like walking in the wrong like direction. How old are these kids? I'm like 12 or so. Oh, that's good. You know, and Joey's walking in the wrong direction. And the, the one kid, he like walks up to an open garbage can and says, oh, trick or yeah. treat. You know, like. So this is a Halloween trio. It's like vaudeville yes. in the yes. street. I fucking love it. Yeah. 12 year olds. Like, I mean, this wasn't like high school. I mean, it was maybe right at the beginning of high school. It's hard to say with, I mean, some of these kids now, they seem a lot younger than maybe they are, but that's great. They had the essence of Joe Biden, which is totally befuddled, falling down, needs people to help him get from point A to point B. He's talking to inanimate objects. You know, I mean, it's great. Beautiful. Comedy is not dead. Yeah. President, nothing could have prepared me better to become a president of the United States of America than being by your side for eight years. I learned so much. Okay, so he's this is like a, a fluff piece for Barack or something? Well, what it is is, I, you know, I think they're, sh- like I said, they're shitting their pants because Trump is trending so high. They've not been able to uh, to incarcerate him yet, although they're obviously working very hard at it. So I think they're, they're they realize they better get their act in gear. It's seems that joey at this point is going to be the candidate i still don't believe it's going to happen um but this is uh this is an opening salvo uh in their uh in their propaganda for 2024 so what what do you do you mean everybody it's pretty much like everybody fucking hates joey right that should be a new television everybody loves raymond everybody fucking hates joey so as you'll find out very soon what do you do well you 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 get barack out of mothballs as you'll here shortly well and the intriguing thing i would guess if you're the democrats at this point i think you want joey involved as long as possible because then you can pull the health emergency whatever you're going to pull yeah at the last minute and get whether it's a michelle obama swoop in whatever it's going to be but this is interesting that it's all kind of honoring Barack and Michelle Obama, that this would be, you know, that, that would be Joey's choice. I would guess like, well, I, you know, I can't run because of my health, but I really, I trust the country to Michelle. Cause yeah. it'd be well, a, you said she was in office. So you never know. You never know. Maybe Adam's going to be right. No, that can't be, but he's been, he's been saying this for <laughs> years. But Michelle's the one. Hey, but how many times? That was mainly Dvorak saying the Hillary swoop in, and that never swooped. True. I'm lucky to have Kamala on my side now. Oh, well, you're what? <laughs> I'm, on my I'm, side now. I'm lucky. That didn't sound like Kamala either. Let me see. Let me hear what we get here. So much. I'm lucky to have Kamala on my side now. I'm so lucky. I mean, okay, so maybe he just stumbled a little. Uh, it's not like he said Kamala. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of what I'm hearing, but you know, I don't want to be accused of the misogynistic uh, patriarchy uh, white guy. That's a pretty funny name for. Her. Yeah, there you go. Let's see. Let me read your this. show title. Come look. Let me bring this here, and I'm going to slow it down a little. I want to hear if we can get this any better. So I'm lucky to have Kamla on my side. Now. I mean, even slow, it is Kamla. It's still Kamla. Still Kamla. He's got Kamla. And for Christmas, it's going to be, oh, Kamla, I'll be faithful. Kamla by my side, everybody. That's what Joe Biden just said. And he's reading off a teleprompter. That's the sad part about it. I'm lucky to have Kamla on my side now. 
so many of you serving in the Biden-Harris administration to continue the journey we started together. The journey. You got to get, oh yeah, when you, you got to get the D word in there for democracy and you always got to get the J word in there for journey. Always. We're all on a journey. Yeah. He's, that's our shtick, man. I mean, that's why I'm always like, yeah. we're, we're taking another tour group through a journey on planet right. rage. Yeah. Let's sue them. Yeah. Are you guys, maybe Joey, are you listening to this show? <laughs> Can you imagine that'd be like, what? No, I'd much rather have, uh, much rather have Bezos or Elon. And Listen, then they could write us a check. I would love it. Yeah, I'm with you. But if they, but trust me, if he was, uh, our front doors would have been battering rammed <laughs> open at 4 a.m. by guys with AR-15s a long time ago. No, it would be. It would episode be episode 20. Huh? It would be at the beginning of every show. Is what you'd be like. Yeah, don't mention him today. <laughs> they don't knock. <laughs> Remember, it's one big knock, and that just brings the door in with it. Exactly. Yeah. Hi, Secret Service. At your service. We're not happy until you guys aren't happy. Right. The journey never really ends. The journey never really ends. Never really ends. The road goes on forever. Hope doesn't travel. Yeah. That's well, that's at least that's a good song. Yeah. Unlike, unlike what this song, whatever this is. (laughs) It sounds like a soundtrack for a laxative commercial. Really? Yeah, I well, you suffer never, from painful occlusion. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. This is not making people rise to the occasion. No. It's way too Softing soft and soothing. Yes. You know, like, yes. <laughs> Are you having problems going number two? <laughs> Try the Biden suppository now from <laughs> Pfizer. But as we know, the journey never really ends. Hope doesn't travel alone. It's joined by the oldest and most dangerous forces that have always ripped us as a soul of the nation. Whoa, 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 soul of the nation. Hope does not travel alone. What did he say? Really ends. Hope doesn't travel alone. It's joined by the oldest and most dangerous forces that have always ripped us as a soul of the nation. It's joined by the oldest and forces uh, the most dangerous forces. And think again, he's fucking reading this. And because, I mean, like I said, they've totally thrown up their hands because along with this video was Chiron of, uh, of, uh, subtitles for him. So he's, he's the American president who needs subtitles, which is hilarious. It really is. We can't let that happen. One of the items I most treasure in the Oval Office is a picture frame. Wait, why is there all of a sudden cheering going on here? Well, because Barry has just entered the frame <laughs> and it and he's he's in the picture now. But if, the funny thing is, it's that they, they shoot it's a two shot and it's from the both the back of their heads and they're walking toward a little cretenza or something in the Oval Office, and there's this framed picture of Joey's mommy, um, I guess holding the two of them by the hand. Uh, that night in Grant Park, and that's what he's going to talk about. It captures the joy and hope of Grant Park. Rock and I and our families were backstage when we heard for the first time, and now the next president and vice president of the United States of America. My mom was holding my hand. She reached out and grabbed Barack's hand. And a smile on his face is worth a million bucks. She said, come on, honey, it's going to be okay. <laughs> my favorite now they're in the Oval Office. And was that Barack said, that's my favorite picture? I, I think, think so. Yes. I couldn't see you have better uh, senses than I do. You like, cause I didn't know what the fuck he said. 
but it was definitely somebody somebody else's voice. Maybe the stage manager, but right. saying it. Yeah. No, no. The <laughs> other microphone. Come on. The other microphone. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. This was out at Grant Park. Yeah, with your mom. When my mom said to me, I said to you, look at look in your face. Come on, honey, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> so now in the same commercial, he repeats the same joke twice. How fucking lame is that? Well, well they figured you weren't gonna shit. understand it the first time. That's it. Yes, that's it. Well, and they also then should know that the only way for something really to sink in is to repeat it three times. So if they only this did it true. two, then they're not even good at what they're doing. This is true. Yes. I remember. She, she, was, she was a blast at oh, She was a blast at uh-huh. yeah. Maybe she was blasted. Almost every day. Well, it's a Biden. What do you mean? Maybe. You know, <laughs> those Irish are. Oh, yeah. People are like, oh, wait, I thought these guys were Irish. Well, yeah. Who better to know? There you are. As a reminder, the power of hope, change, and possibility. The possibilities of America. That's what I hope you remember, always. We need you to keep believing, to keep serving, to keep the faith. So God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. There he goes. He's, he's working his ass off to cook up a war to get as many troops as possible chopped in a fucking chop me. What an asshole. Yeah, and the irony is it's the exact things he is doing, which is causing the hope to die in this country. Yes. Again, the guy that came out of the gate with, I am going to be everybody's president, and then never once really made an attempt, never once showed that to be the case, never once never, never. stood up and said, and I mean, really, I think if he wanted to roll on into a second term, although the the economy is going to be a big part of that. Mm-hmm. I think if he would have stood up at some point and said, Hey, look, you know, although I'm now I'm really starting to sound like him with look, <laughs> the January 6th thing, the Trump thing, it is all bullshit. Stop it. Justice department. Stop it. FBI. Stop it. Yeah. He would have gotten a lot of goodwill from people on both yeah. sides. Well, not maybe not both sides, maybe not his side. And that's the, yeah. He'd, he'd be a rogue. He'd be going off script. Mm-mm. Well, because it's all very much. It's got to be one side or the other, which is where nobody wins. There's no winner. And yeah. when you have the Palestinians and the Israelis, there's no winner in the Russian and Ukrainian. There's no winners when you have Republicans versus Democrats, because it's never going to come to any kind of compromise. Sure. But I mean, you think of this, you look, listen to that text. Um, that he mumbled his way through there and they have nothing. They, they can stand on nothing. It's been, it's been a complete shit show destruction really since 08 when Barack stepped in and Joey's just, the, the whole thing is winding down. It's circling the drain. And um, so what it's all about, it's what it's, what their platform is always about. It's feelings. We Look, and going my, back to the previous president. That is. Yeah. Here's, here's my dead mommy. Wasn't she funny? Do you feel warm and fuzzy now? And here's Barack and Michelle. Do you feel warm and fuzzy now? You know, there wasn't one substantive uh, issue or achievement or accomplishment he could mention, or they could write for him in that entire fucking thing. Um, just hope and change and feelings and bullshit. And this is what if, appeals to the low. Not, I'm going to go one better than Trump. He called it low information voters. Now, I'll call it low intellect voters. Okay, that's really what we're talking about there, his supporters. Well, that would make sense. That would make sense. I've got a clip here from uh, Representative 
with a Jayapal. I always want to add some symbols, uh, syllables to that one as well with Jen Pisaki oh. on why they see possible trouble in for Joe Biden in 2024. And this also had music behind it, which I couldn't really understand. I mean, I grabbed the clip was from, I think the Fox news site and it was a clip of MSNBC. So I don't know if it was original. I mean, I can't believe the music would originally be on the MSNBC broadcast, but I'm not really sure why anybody would add it. So I've done my best to minimize it. If you hear any kind of weird, uh, all right, musical attributes, you're not imagining them. Okay. I think it's important that we recognize, though, that the reality, and I have said this to the White House privately for many weeks and then recently publicly, because I think it is important to recognize that we have a very divided country, as you well know. You have Mm -hmm. said that polls really don't reflect where people are. I agree with you. But I will tell you, this is the first time, Jen, that I have felt like the 2024 election is in great trouble for the president and for our democratic control, which is essential to moving forward. Because these young people, Muslim Americans, Arab Americans, but also young people, see this conflict as a moral conflict and a moral crisis. And they they are not going to be brought back to the table easily with, um, you know, if we do not address this. Uh, no, no doubt, Congressman. I think we are seeing a generational response to what's happening overseas. Now, what I thought was interesting that the most important thing was, did you notice their Democrat control? Control. Oh, yeah. The C word. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, well, look, I yeah. applaud not leadership, not guidance, control. Uh huh. Oh, I yeah. applaud that she's aware of that and says that's what's important, having control. Yeah. And again, bringing kids. We talked so much about oh, yeah. bringing in the, uh, you know, between the media and the school system that the kids growing up now really don't have a chance because they're being brainwashed from grade one. And I understand why we're at this point where, well, Israel's not coming to the table with Palestine, obviously. And Palestine's not coming to the table because, well, they each think, and you can make the argument who's right, but they each think, well, I'm the righteous one. And the only answer is to kill everybody on the other side. Oh yeah. And who is this Congress, uh, what, that's mouthing off? Who's Jaya Paul, who's one of the squad, I believe, is part of Taib and AOC. Okay. and uh, hmm. But interesting seeing trouble for Joe Biden, because, I mean, Tlaib just came out and said she's going after Biden because he is supporting. Good. Supporting the extinction of the Palestinians. It's like, no, it's not really that easy. Hmm. The situation is really in. This is where I, I do have a uh, Sky News. This is I mean, there's always different people on Sky News, but they're always saying some interesting stuff. And this was having somebody there and in, that's infiltrating. I guess they're having the same issue. It's the Green Party or something, but it sounds kind of like the socialists that are infiltrating right. into into their politics. And this Israel Palestine Hamas thing. This is a this commentators take on it which i think we agree with but we'll find out okay this was today in the senate and no surprise marine faruqi is a greens senator the deputy but leader the whole lot of them the deputy leader the whole lot of them walked out after she gave this disgusting speech 
and labor has shown itself to be heartless, gutless cowards. You are watching the massacre of thousands of Palestinians by Israel and you are not condemning Israel. You refuse to call for an immediate ceasefire. For the last time, love, every drop of Palestinian blood spilt in this conflict is thanks to Hamas. Israel have bent over backwards. They have created a safe zone. They let people know where they're going to bomb. Hamas won't let them go to the safe zones. Hamas haven't built a single bomb shelter. Hamas won't let them into the 5,000 kilometres of tunnels under Gaza in which they would be safe. Hamas won't give them the food and water. Hamas have hoarded all the aid money to spend on weaponry to fire at Israel. For crying out loud, it makes me so angry when these people still insist that Israel is massacring. No, Hamas. Hamas is responsible from start to finish for this entire conflict. And the fact that the entire party stood with her and marched out like, well, well, we've set She finished her speech by raising her fist in the air and saying, free Palestine, Palestine, and then they all walked out. Isn't it wonderful, Caleb, when the garbage puts itself out? I I thought that was a great line. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Going back, this goes back so far to... From our aspect, it'd be like, well, we can tell you how this whole thing started. I really don't know. No. And, you know, Dvorak had a, a really smart comment in the Sunday show. And he said when he was a little kid, he remembered similar things going on. I do, too. And he said to Adam, you know, when when <laughs> when when your kids are, are old men, they'll still be hearing this. Yes, I think he's right. And it's going to be the same fight. This will never be resolved. This is because, again, you don't have two sides of an issue that are looking to compromise. You have two sides that are completely, seemingly hell-bent on the only way to do this is to eradicate the other side. And while there may be small pockets of peace, I mean, Donald Trump, this would never have happened while he was president. And I probably agree with that. Because I think it comes down to the Iranian connection more than anything, where it'd be like, okay, you want to help one side here? You want to help Hamas? Well, then we are going to bomb your ports right off existence, and we're going to starve your people to death. And that's probably why it didn't happen when Donald Trump was in. But then when you have a president who can barely make a commercial, what do you think they're going to do You know, to wash any bad acting country you know nothing they can't do anything and this concept though of you had a terrorist attack from hamas i don't think anybody is arguing this point even the people out there sure who may be listening to this show that are like i hate the jews well you realize this particular incident started with hamas going in and killing a bunch of people so whether yeah. you thought that was righteous or not, that is what started. Sure. And if you really think you then get to throw up your hands as Israel comes in to respond and be like, oh, no, they're killing people. Ceasefire, ceasefire. You don't get to have it both ways. I mean, I think this is repeating what we said on the last show, which is, you know, if you really want an answer, if you really want peace, Palestinians you get rid of the terrorists that are the ones that are controlling your land. It's the way to do it. 
because then nobody would have a beef. But that's probably never going to happen. But it's interesting when you want to see the propaganda of it all. Oh, the propaganda is is uh, just incredible. What a what an instant and fast ramp up. I mean, it's just mind blowing. Yeah. Well, and now we don't know what is real. We don't know what. You no, know, you can no. bomb your own hospital and be like, "Oh, they did it." Sure. And you see how quickly people jump on it. No, yeah. they say the first casualty of war is truth. So, no question. This is why we have this show and no agenda. Yes. You do need them both. True. I, I well, they should have locked the bloody door when they, they walked just, out and said, you never come back again. Keep walking to Gaza. That's exactly, but I mean, yeah. you know, she said free Palestine. She should have said free the hostages. But we're all Ooh. wondering who's going to free Australia from the Greens. Well, free, free Palestine from Hamas. That's what <laughs> Israel's working on, baby. <laughs> but Thank you for rooting. You're right, though. With this hotbed that we've been talking about, whether it's in Bondi or in uh, South Australia, in Melbourne, you would expect that our political class... Being, you know, responsible would be trying to temper things and just keep cool heads. Stunts like that, and it was a stunt. That's all it was. It was a complete stunt that incidentally did raise the quality of the Senate immediately after they left the place. (laughs) But stunts like that, how does that help to calm things down? When you've got the ASIO Director General calling for calm Mm. and the Greens behave like that. That's incitement right there. It is. If you've got that many senators... In, in a small chamber of 76, that many senators being like, free Palestine, this is a massacre, all the rest of it. No wonder you feel emboldened in the streets as you're marching. No wonder you're not questioning this ridiculous narrative that you've been told by your university professors and goodness knows who else, because you're seeing it peddled in our, in our highest halls of power. These are the upper echelons and these people agree with you. Now, I don't know how accurate overall Sky News is with their information, but they are damn entertaining. Oh, yeah. Which news is entertainment now, for better or for worse. Has been for a long time. Infotainment, although the info is really sort of lacking. Well, it is because they're dying more and more. And newspaper, I mean, everybody has less of a staff, which means everything is going to take a hit when it comes down to any kind of verifying a story again i know we're old but we came from a time where news stories to be printed would have to have a certain amount of verifications because if they were not correct and they made somebody look bad absolutely you know like the trevor bauer thing you know if that guy if that would have you know been printed and then it was like well no that wasn't true but he lost a contract well people would be sued up the yin yang Oh, yeah, the, the sort of the rule of thumb in journalism and print was uh, thirds. You had to have at least three sources to confirm whatever the fuck you were saying. And if you couldn't get them, they wouldn't print it. Right. Because otherwise, it's just hearsay. It's just one person. It could be yeah. somebody who's got an axe to grind. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were, sure, there were things that were true that wouldn't have been reported. But this was just like our judicial system was put into place under the feeling that oh, and we don't, i guess we were worried about feelings that you would rather have <laughs> a guilty person walk free than to put an innocent person behind bars right now they would just as soon put you behind bars because somebody made the accusation sure we all I know do. it must be true mm-hmm. which clip would you like to go to 
You've got a few different ones here. What you got? Chris Christie, Fetterman, Stephanopoulos, Aza Hutchinson. Let's do let's do this. A real my favorite probably of all that I bring today is the Fetterman one. Let's do him. How is he doing? Well, let me do a setup first. Yes. Um, the setting is a very you know I don't know it's probably somewhere in his in Philly. Well, I'm not certain of that, but um, it's like some shitty. Chuck E. Cheese type eatery or sports bar or something, you know, blasting fucking music. You'll notice uh, I tried to sort of tone it down a little bit. You know, I don't have your software, but um, it was pretty overpowering of the dialogue. But I think you can still hear what's being said. And, you know, there's through the television and it's, it's, you know, sports bar type joint. And Fetterman comes to the door in his usual hoodie and baggies looking like Frankenstein. Idiot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, come and on. You can at least dress a little bit nicer. He's he's a fuck. Uh-oh. I think they're coming after you, man. They get Larry. It broke up a little bit. But it, this guy was anything but. He was not hostile at all. Middle-aged guy. And he walks up to me and says, hey, you know, whatever. You can hear what he's, what he's about to say. And for the first, you know, whatever, 15, 17 seconds of this exchange, Fetterman is looking at this guy, Darren, like he is a hyena taking a shit on top of the Thanksgiving table. That good, that's, huh? That's the expression on Fetterman's face is pure fucking revulsion towards this guy. So I'll 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 yell stop when I'm ready, but that's sort of the setup. No, I'm with the team. I can talk to you. No, I just talked. I voted. Him. I'm sorry, this is a democracy. Absolutely- no, this is a democracy. This is a democracy. And he says, I voted for him. And and to the, the guy that says it absolutely is, you can't see him. He's off camera, but we'll see him in a little bit. And when we do, we will see he's it's he like he is like Fetterman's mini mate. Really? He's a fucking he's a fucking misshapen homunculus, also in uh, a, a hoodie. And baggies with a backward hat, like a fucking five-year-old. Was this the clip I saw? I don't even think I saw the clip, except that, like, oh, Fetterman's bodyguard dressed as him, like, ushers somebody away. You you got it. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but kind of, sort of. Why? 10,000 people in Gaza have been killed. Half are children. The Pope's for a oh, is that a little queen? We will rock yeah, you. Oh, too? oh yeah, we got Fred, we got queen in the background, <laughs> yeah. and That's... then it's going to shift to the stones before the clip is over. Oh, nice. Yeah. The UN is called for. I'm just asking you. You're a good guy. I voted for you. Listen to nice. him kiss his ass. Right. You're a good guy. I voted for you. An obsequious fucking idiot. Well, this sounds like a White is. House press reporter. <laughs> it does. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, wait, as long as Donald Trump wasn't in office, this is the White right. House press reporter style yeah. with Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sky, this is important. Oh, then it goes into Beast or Bird. I mean, beast, they could not have picked better songs. Exactly. It couldn't have been better. So this, so what happens is the guy just says to uh, Fetterman, he tells him how much he likes him and he voted for him. And what about the, uh, why aren't you asking for a ceasefire? He says, the Pope wants a ceasefire. The UN wants a ceasefire. Why don't you want a ceasefire? And then that's when Fetterman, like some fucking, you know, circus freak Bond villain, a six foot eight inch uh, Blofeld, turns to this little fucking monkey that's half his size and nods like, get this fuck out of here. 
I've I've had enough. Deal with him. And that's when this asshole grabs um, Mr. Obsequious by the throat and shoves him out the fucking door of the restaurant. Nice. Yeah. And 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 how perfect because that's the caption for this is hey hey fucking socialist voting imbecile. This is what you get. You, you, as the old adage goes, you can vote your way into social socialism, but you got to shoot your way out. That's right. And so you are, you fucking idiot. You are in effect Fetterman's beast of burden. You stupid punk. Yeah. You put him in now. Yep. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? He's going to fucking throw you out on your ass. Cause you're nobody, but let's hear the rest of the clip. He just assaulted him. He just assaulted okay, him. Okay, stop. Now we're outside the restaurant. The guy's flung him out through the doors. And some bystander is saying, hey, man, he just assaulted me. He just assaulted him. And this fucking freak with the backward hat, there's a woman who goes like, yeah, that, that is. And he sort of gets in her face, too. I mean, that's the attitude. It's like fucking thugs. Total thugs. You know, because, get, you know, don't, don't fuck with, the, with King Fetterman. It's really sickening, but but it's so funny. It's so it's so good to see this asshole get exactly what he voted for. It is apropos, as they would say. Yeah. He just assaulted him. He just assaulted him. He was just talking to him. He assaulted him. Well, that is what happens when you uh, when you elect a bunch of assholes. That is what you get. Yes bunch of leftist assholes well this is it because as we heard from jalalapal or whatever her name was it's all about democrat control control yep and we know words mean things and you Mm. pointed that out many a time on that larry show and it's like when you hear you know and adam and john and uh, no agenda it's like well the truth wants to get out sometimes you feel like this is a slip this isn't even a slip anymore this is You know, straight out, what's really important for America is that the Democrats have control, control of everything. Yep. Not that they're right. Not that they're making things better. It's not like we have a duty to make things better in America. It's we need no. to stay in control. Yeah. That's it. That's a different thing. Mm-hmm. The Fetterman thing is just hilarious because it's very funny. It is. It's like the Biden thing that you yep. elected somebody. You knew what you were getting. Mm-hmm. They didn't hide Fetterman's condition. No. They didn't hide Biden. Well, they hid Biden. Yes. Yes. But even Biden couldn't hide himself. Like when he told uh, you know, the guy the hard hat to shut up and I don't work for you, pal. Because that's really what they're about. They don't, they don't they work for themselves. It's a big club and they're going to work for themselves and fuck everybody else. It's that simple. Well, and part of that club is the guy that sounds like a Muppet, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Uh. I also understand, and I know you know that words matter. And I oh, it sounds like something we were just talking about. I want to ask about what she I, said. I hey, look, well, look, he knows that's the first thing out of his mouth. Look, 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 look. look. look she had the, the journalist, <laughs> journo, hasn't even asked the question yet. Right. Look, look. And Bernie's looking. Yeah. No, words matter. But what matters more, Donna, is you have a horrible humanitarian disaster that has to be dealt with right now. You call it whatever you want to call it. It has to be dealt with. Women and children cannot be bombed with 2,000 pound bombs. And we need the entire so when world. She to said- no, Wait a minute. So like a 1,500 pound bomb. Yes, that'd be okay. yes I didn't understand. It's a matter of the, the weight. 
the women and children cannot be bombed with the 2000 pound bombs. Do we have the yeah. thousand pounders? Do we got, we, yeah. we can go with a 500 pound. That would be sure, fine. They make little bombs. They make light bombs. Yeah, can we just shoot bombs. them? Right. Bullets are small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just, I didn't understand. And it's like, yeah. well, again, this is a defense for what the offense was. And Bernie, man, he's just caught up in all of it, being a Jewish guy that is in the Democrats. Uh, it's kind of hard to deal with. Really? And we need the entire so when world she says to, from the to river to that. the sea, when she says from the river okay. to the sea, which the ADL says is anti-Semitic, she said. Now, I don't know. I'm not familiar with that saying. I'm not either. What does that mean? Now, according to what people are saying, it's like, well, from the river to the sea, we want all the Jews dead. But that's not a part of what was being said um so really again you're trying to get into somebody's mind about what the words mean and i don't know how well known of us i mean if this is a well-known slogan and they're using it and just leaving off the last part well then See, that's so funny i thought he was misquoting an old los angeles uh newscaster named jerry dumpy who was actually the uh, inspiration for ted baxter oh and jerry Jerry opened every telecast every night saying from the desert to the sea. (laughs) (laughs) But this is, I mean, again, you're making things, you know, just like things are racist or homophobic that are never meant to be. It's like, I can't say for sure what somebody thinks the words mean, unless it is a very, very well known. And maybe it is. Yeah. And, but I think there's a lot of people, I had never heard of that until now. So at the very least, this isn't something that's been on the radar for most people over here in the United States up until this point. Okay. Says it's aspirational, but the ADL says it is anti-Semitic. Do you want her to stop using terms like that? Well, and others and like, others. Oh, Donna, you know, it's not what I want and anything else. This is what you got. President Obama just said the other day, I think. And it's very interesting as, as we've been showing it present tense. Yeah. And we're well, right. And we're showing right now, Obama's rearing his head again. So oh, yeah. who's really in control? I think kind of, we know maybe yeah. you don't have uh Bernie Sanders pointing to Joey. It's Oh no, look, Barack Obama, president Obama just said, yeah. yeah. Obama True. just said the other day, I think quite correctly. And we all got to deal with it. It's an enormously complex issue and slogans like the river to the sea, if, if that means the destruction of Israel, that's not going to work. People who are saying Israel right or wrong, we're for you all the way, that's not going to work. This is a horrendously complex issue. You've got a right-wing government in Israel, which is racist. Now, whoa. I, right? Really? Okay. We have a right-wing government in Israel, and they're pretty liberal. So the solution is communism. Right. Of course. It's for Bernie, everything. Bernie everything is. Yeah. Everything has to be socialist. But the whole government is racist in israel i guess but you know you can say it you can't uh, you know here no we can't no not at all but there of course yeah and the people by the way the good news is last poll i saw only 18 percent of the people of israel want netanyahu to stay in office yeah but also like only about 18 percent want biden to stay in office so (laughs) you might want to chew on that a little bit bernie i hope they get rid of them i hope they put in a government which understands the severity of the crisis and can help us move to the two-tier state. Senator, and on the other hand, in terms of Hamas, you got a terrorist organization that cannot be trusted for a minute. This is, as President Obama said, a very complex issue. Now, I don't know uh, if it's twice really... Twice he quotes Barrio. So, so, uh-huh. so Joey's gone. Forget Joey. Joey's off the map. Huh? And I don't know how 
complicated of a situation is. It seems like I could explain the situation to a fairly young child fairly easily. I think what he's saying is it's a very complex solution that is going to be needed because the situation is very easy to explain. You've got a couple groups of people that despise each other and want to see each other dead. Yeah. Now, how do you get to a two-tiered system, which he is calling for, which people have called for for a long time? Two-tiered or two-state, I think. Right. Well, I think he said two-tiered, but he may mean two-state. Yeah. Well, either way, the living in Kumbaya in uh, next to each other, Mm. probably not going to happen anytime soon. Hasn't worked out so well, has it? No. No, maybe they'll send Barack Obama over. How come he didn't fix it? Yeah, why didn't they? It's amazing, isn't it? All the you know what? You're right. Just Barry said that Michelle will go over there and fix everything. That'll that's what'll happen. Well, I mean, if, if to be fair, if Michelle Obama before the next election can get peace in the Middle East, I think I'd even vote for her. <laughs> if you can accomplish that, then you can accomplish most anything. But I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. No, but wouldn't it be a great, I mean, that would be the ultimate, but go try and then see what happens. Yeah. Now you have Chris Christie getting booed. That could be fun to hear. We get, uh, we get Chrissy and this is the same thing was the, something like the Florida conference for freedom or freedom, whatever. Um, some big thing. And you, you would think that that idiot would, I mean, rule number one in politics and show business is know your audience. Right. And, um, Chrissy, <laughs> clearly does not so i love hearing um you know loudmouth blowhards get booed but this idiot he really is a dope um he gets hostile with the audience as you'll hear and begins to berate them and insult them thinking <laughs> man you are holy shit he's just he's not even a good politician i mean he's not a good leader but you know you got plenty of guys that are shit leaders but are excellent politicians um like barry right but this guy's just an all-round, and I mean very round, idiot. Yeah. Well, now it feels like home. Thank you all very much. Let me, let me first thank the chairman and everyone here. Yep. Look. Look. That, what a shock you're for Trump. I'm going to fall over dead. Stop. Wait, so he's going to turn he into can't Trump? fall over. He, he's built like a weeble. <laughs> weeble. They wobble, right. but they don't fall down. Christy wobbles, buddy. Don't fall down. Exactly. Christy 2024. I just think it's funny that he's going to complain about Donald Trump and then he's going to try to be as vicious and vitriolic as they say Trump is. Yeah. Now, look, look, now, look, 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 look. Would you look for the love of God? Would you look? <laughs> oh, wow that, that is such an overused word now holy shit that is so funny man it's just yeah, look, it look, really look 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 they used to say Everyone, look here or it, yes I, I think the brits say that now look here right that's a british variation on that here's his look we, get, oh, we have to look shorten. here yes we have to shorten everything <laughs> now look every one of those boos every one of those cat calls Stop. I always thought cat. I know I've never heard anybody define what a cat call is, but it always seems it's in reference to like some hot chick and yes. a tight skirt goes by and the hard hats 
cat call or whatever the fuck that is. I don't know what a cat call sounds like. Do you? I would have always uh, agreed on the definition that a cat call would mainly be from a male to a female, or it could be female to male. Like, hey, baby. All right. Looking That's good. Okay. All right. I'll take that. Cat call me, baby. You know, right. We don't. That's our problem. We're not getting nearly enough cat calls. We need some. But he yeah. doesn't know how. And that's the beauty that he doesn't know how to handle a right. booing audience yeah. with. Uh, I mean, by this point, you figure he would. The The best guy I've seen do this recently was NASCAR driver Denny Hamlin, the guy that owns the one team with Michael Jordan. Right. And he won the one race a few weeks ago and was being booed just mm. mercilessly. And, you know, he gets out of the car and they're booing and he's just laughing and kind of, uh, you know, giving Why them the, they booing him. Well, he's, he's not liked. Okay. I mean, he's kind of the villain. I mean, if it's like the WWE, it was a heel. Okay. Exactly. He's the guy that's in that position. And I mean, Kurt Bush or Kyle Bush, you would be the, you know, one of the guys up there too. That there's just a lot of the drivers that usually the better you are, right. the more if the, either you're the fan of that driver or you're pulling against that driver. Okay. And he starts doing the interview right there on the winners, you know, the finish line. And he's like, yeah, to the guy that's doing the interview, they're just mad that I beat their favorite driver. And <laughs> the guy's like, well, which one? He's like, all of them. <laughs> That's funny. That's like exactly line. it. I just beat everybody. Yeah. yeah. But you know, you have to know how to play the crowd. The minute, the fact that he did that with humor, yeah, a much bigger bang for your buck. I think like that. What you're seeing from Chris Christie here, which is kind of just sure. verbally giving people the middle finger back, like playing into it. Like I'm not. Yeah. You know, you're going to just make people even more upset by engaging. Sure. You disarm them with humor. Yes. And then if he had a brain in his head, he would have tossed off something funny like a Hamlin type line and then got the fuck out of there. Just go, hey, you know, I'm not going to hang around. I'm not wanted. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thank you and good night. It's like once you, you make know? somebody laugh, it's a, you're a lot less likely to get punched yeah. in the face. Yeah. Those yells will not keep it. Yes, yeah, sure. Will not solve one problem we face in this country. <laughs> like they're intended to solve any problems no they're just intended to fucking ridicule you idiot yeah, and to throw you off your game which if you're yes. doing public speaking yeah you know if there's one thing i've learned from doing multiple live shows and having a troll room if you can't play into it you know it's one of those things if somebody tells you you suck the best way to move beyond that is to be like dude let me even tell you, you have no idea how bad i suck yeah boom because then it's like well they have nothing else you're like oh right. okay I guess he knows he sucks, but I don't know. Chris Christie, no. Chris Christie maybe likes hearing about how much he sucks. Maybe. Will not stop. And will, and will, not, and, and will not make this country better. Your anger. Your anger. Your anger against the truth is reprehensible. <laughs> he says as getting angrier and angrier yeah. and angrier. Yeah. That is kind of uh, truth, ironic. Yeah. Yeah. And your anger against the truth. Which part the was truth. the truth? You know, is this going to be Donald Trump as a threat to democracy? Oh, sure. Yeah. When you think about the problems, when you think about the problems that our country 
and this world is facing, when you think about that, this type of pettiness, this type of pettiness is beneath, beneath the process of electing a president. Yeah, but it's all that they use. I mean, this is all Chris Christie uses against Trump. This is all. Yeah. The process, there's nothing more beneath the process of electing a president, including some hooker giving a BJ in an alley. Uh Okay. It's about the lowest thing there could possibly be. The lowest process on the face of the fucking earth. Idiot. Yeah. This is all about emotions running high and people, you know, just cut. I mean, negative ads have been a thing for a long, long time. And, and as people, and as people watch today, as people watch today, if your arguments are so strong, if your arguments are so great and mine are so bad, then just keep quiet. Let me make my awful arguments and then you can just reject them out of hand. But the problem is, the problem is, the problem is you fear the truth. (laughs) Well, this is again, what everybody goes to is like, well, of course I'm the truth. I'm the one with the the right. My side is right. When it comes down to any war, my side is right. When it comes down to any political party and oh, if you don't agree with me, well then obviously you just don't like the truth. Mm. It's like, it just kind of sad that things have gotten to this point. Although yeah, remember this is the guy who stopped traffic on a major bridge at rush hour to try to fuck up an election. Okay. He almost did a stretch for, oh yeah. Yeah. It was proven. He, uh, you know, he called his buddy down at the whatever department of transportation, whatever, said close the bridge down because there were too many, too many votes streaming. If if you look it up, Chris, Chris, right. I I remember something about that. Yeah. Yeah. He's an asshole. And it's like this, although again, I mean, watching things and, and knowing history, they still have newspapers out there from the late 1700s and 1800s with the basic the some of the most vicious political attacks that you will ever read so this is nothing new the fact that people are like i can't believe we've gotten to this point it's like no we started at this point that's that's correct yes this is exactly where we started but you have to be able as a thinking person and maybe that's the biggest difference is that we no longer teach our children how to think for themselves how to have a good bullshit meter how to be able to tell what is reality and what's not that they just see things or hear things and they're triggered by them and it's all feelings i mean that you what you said earlier absolutely right it's all about our feelings and that's what chris christie's doing here yeah like no you just you just let me speak the truth and if you're so dumb that you don't understand the truth then reprehensible uh-huh then just let me go <laughs> on my way now what do we got stephanopoulos or uh aza hutchin which one do you want to do this is let's do aza because it's it's at the same gathering Ooh, and this this clown you know he is he is like a, absolutely a c-level politician he was in a, a bush appointee for like DNA, dea and something else and he um he's actually got He's got presidential aspirations for 2024, and uh, you can hear what he has to say, and I'll be saying stop a lot here, too. 
As someone is being stop as, as someone. There you go. You got it. You got it. The as as uh when anybody begins a sentence like that, you know you're gonna be buried in bullshit. As a educator, as a this, as a that per, as a translation, I'm above you. As a well, yes, I'm already right. explaining to you why you should believe me. Right. As a podcaster. Mm. Oh, wait, nobody ever says that if you want no, people to believe you. No, never. <laughs> as someone who's been in the courtroom for over 25 years as a federal uh, his resume now. I've been in the courtroom in a federal prosecutor. Some of the most serious federal criminal cases. Yeah, a lot of cases. Yeah. I can say that there is a significant likelihood that Donald Trump will be found guilty by a jury on a felony offense next year. Yeah. Stop. Now, they, they fucking love Christie compared to this asshole. <laughs> right? I mean, really. And it's like you would ask though the question, what is the point of saying this? Because we know we have a corrupt judicial system. We have a corrupt, yeah. corrupt FBI. We have corrupt jurors because if you're going to yeah. go and try Donald Trump anywhere in a heavily liberal area, you know who the jurors are going to be. So it's sure. not really all that surprising that he might be found guilty of something. Now, does he mention that it'll be kicked up to the Supreme Court and most likely vacated instantaneously? Probably not. No. no. That may or may not happen before you vote in March. And it might not make any difference to you, but it will make a difference for our chances to attract independent voters in November. It will make a difference for those down ticket races for Congress and Senate. Now. Again, polling is not 100%. I keep saying that because I think it bears repeating. But with that said, looking at the list of people that are possibilities to take on Donald Trump, nobody's getting more than like 10%. No. So what do you think's going to happen? So you're telling me that the only way to win is to take somebody way less popular than the guy that's currently leading all the polls. Sure, because he's just covering his ass thinking, well, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a never Trumper and please elect me to something. Uh-huh. Right. So go for the guy nobody will vote for so that way yeah. we can win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense logically. Yeah. And it will weaken the GOP for decades <laughs> to come. The GOP is uh-huh. so fucking Party. weak. It doesn't yeah. matter. We have GOP has been done for a long time. It's over, Asa. It's over. And again, nobody wants to admit that Donald Trump is not in the GOP. Right. right. He's running on the Republican ticket, but he is not active in GOP no, politics. I don't believe he's in the GOP. Yeah. Right. You know, it's so he's just kind of running on your ticket, and it doesn't really matter. No. He doesn't even need. I don't believe the Republican ticket, because if Donald Trump just said today that he's going to run as an independent, I don't care who the Republicans put up there. They're not going to get anywhere close. I mean, they'll get the five or 10% to Trump's uh, 40%. Yeah. So that has nothing to do with the GOP. No. We must support the rule of law. There we, we go. There. This is rich. You think of the most corrupt president in the history right now is in that white house a grifting lying criminal and he said we must the rule of law really really well the rule of law is very important but we're not applying it quite yet to the current president 
No. Now, the previous president, we want to put him through everything we possibly can, even though almost every case, if not every case, has fallen apart so far. Mm -hmm. And there was never any paper trail to things like Russian collusion, unlike the Biden family, where there is a paper trail from foreign entities. And even though people are going to look at this like it's nothing, the $40,000 check that seemingly went from China to Biden's brother or Hunter, I forget which one, then to Biden, people will be like, ah, what's $40,000? Well, that's a decent amount of money as a one-time payment. I'll take it. Yes. Yes. If anybody out there wants to send $40,000 yes. to to each of us, please. Yes. This show. <laughs> because with taxes, we can barely split that now. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> thanks to Bidenomics, that $40,000 yeah. does not go as far as it once did. No. But that is a, there is a paper trail to this and the FBI, the Justice Department, the mainstream media, all are like, eh, not really interesting. Anybody that really wanted to win a, uh, what's it, a Pulitzer Prize for media there, you would think, uh, I think you'd break one of these stories. No. Not important. No. Cannot win as a country without integrity in the White House. Wait, 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 wait. Right? White House and integrity in the same sentence? How dare you? How dare you? And while some will ignore the destructive behavior of the former president, I assure you, we ignore it at our own peril. The next generation will not look favorably back on this time. Get on the right side of history. Yes. I mean, doesn't he sound like a parody, like a cliche, like some, you know, some SNL bit of a politician, the accent and the cadence, everything about this guy, the bullshit he's saying. Well, and who cares what the youth of today are going to like? The youth of yeah. today have been brainwashed. The youth of today are too busy doing porn, as right. the women are telling us. Although it's very weird because they don't want any of it in the movies or the romantic stuff. They don't want that. Well, they want the sex, but not the romance, I think. Maybe that's it. No, it even know. said, that. well, I don't think they wanted the sex scenes in there either, which would kind oh, of really? make sense because, uh, you know, that's going to remind them that they, they don't want physical activity because right. yeah. they're... It's a weird world they're growing up in where the, I mean, it's when you really look at the way people communicate now, it is completely different than it was 20 or 30 years ago. Mm. And as we talked about earlier in the show, when you think that having video chats and instant messaging back and forth throughout the day is dating, even though you have never come face to face with the person, or as you said, (laughs) swapped any spit, it is a much different world. So how dare you think? That for my relationship, for this great romance that I have with the person across the world that I've never met, just because we've never even been in the same room doesn't mean we can't have a real relationship. Mm -hmm. It's a little weird that you would be like, well, the the youth of today are never going to, the youth of today are brain dead. (laughs) Really? Now, is there a setup on this uh, Scalise and Stephanopoulos? I always want to say the guy from... uh, What's it? Uh, Sesame Street Snuffleupagus. Oh, Snuffleupagus. Uh, no, I mean, he's just such a just a creepy little manlet. And it's kind of a funny exchange. Um, you know, Stephanopoulos keeps trying to pin him down on being, I guess, an election denier. Scalise wriggles away. But it's really Scalise. It's so it's so funny because he, he 
He plays the game that Stephanopoulos wants him to. He he asks him the same question five times in this clip. Wow. And instead of saying, hey, Georgie, uh, what exactly is the soundbite you're looking to elicit from me by answer, if I answer that question, you know, and that that's what these guys need to do. But no, nobody ever does that, you know, or, or you could say to, Hey, Georgie, did you, I don't recall you asking Hillary this question five times when you interviewed her post 2016 election and she was denying the legitimacy of it. Right. Right. But he just keeps it's like these guys are so fucking stupid. Maybe, you know, maybe took a shot in the head on that ball field. Um, But it's just going back to the same talking point again and again. It's really it's insane. It's insane. Right now. Can you say unequivocally that 2020 election was not stolen? What I've told you is there are states that didn't follow their laws. That is what the state constitution, the U.S. Constitution requires. Uh, you know, I've seen in my own state where we had to send our elections commissioner to jail years ago for fraud and corruption. And we cleaned up our act in our state. Every state ought to follow the laws that are on their books. That's what the U.S. Constitution says. That's not what I asked. I said, can you say unequivocally that the 2020 election was not stolen? Look, Joe Biden's president. I know you and others want to talk about 2020. We're focused on the future. We've talked about 2020 a lot. We're talking about how to get our country back on track, how to get our economy moving, how to stand up to the bad actors around the world. Xi is not slowing down in China. He's looking at Taiwan. You see what's going on in Russia. You see what Iran is doing to work with Hamas and other terrorist organizations. This administration needs to pick up the pace. Uh, they're not standing up to the bad actors of the around the world. The world they need to. We're passing bills to address this through the House. The Senate needs to take action. The President needs to take action as well. That's what Congressman. I, I, the House. I, I know that Joe Biden is president. I'm asking you a different question. Can you say unequivocally that the 2020 election was not stolen? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Stephanopoulos had a interview with Biden not that long ago, I believe. Yeah. Was there any question that he asked him more than once and even followed up on? Because if not, not, this is an obvious hit job. Sure it is. That you're just going to keep asking the same question, the same question. It's like, well, do you do the same thing to the Democrats? If not, you're a hack, Georgie. Exactly. What I've told you, and you've, you've seen this, there are states that didn't follow the laws that are on their books, which is what the U.S. Constitution says. They have to do. So you, ref- so you just refuse to say unequivocally that the 2020 election was not stolen. So do you want to keep rehashing 2020? We're talking. I just about want an answer to the question: yes or no? Threats to this country. We've asked. Look, we've talked about this before, but again, look again. Look. Will you acknowledge that there were states that didn't follow the actual state legislative enacted laws on their books, which the U.S. Constitution says they're supposed to do? I know that every that. single I know that every court that looked at whether the election was stolen said it wasn't rejected those claims. And I asked you a very, very simple question. Now I've asked it, I think, the fifth time that you can't appear to answer. Can you say unequivocally the 2020 I told election you, was I not told stolen? you there were a handful. There were a handful of there were a handful of states that didn't follow their laws. The rest did. The rest followed. And again, <laughs> states that Trump won, states that Biden won that did follow their laws. Yeah, pretty funny, huh? And he had to get the word unequivocally in there each time. I guess that was the script he was handed. Probably Pretty funny, huh? There was no no variation, no deviation from from the script of that question, which is well, it's the epitome of the gotcha journalism. Yeah, sure. And again, we want to be told on so many of these issues that things are just not as simple. They are way more complex. Well, then you can't say 
one way or the other. I mean, I would have just turned back to him and say, so you believe you are 100% certain that there was no problem with this election, Georgie, Mm. you know? And then if he says, yes, it's like, well then, well, look, there's going to be proof at some point if there already isn't that, well, this wasn't a hundred percent above board. But Georgie said the court said it was all on the other. Right. Well, as long as the court says that means I'd be like, so you believe everything the court rules on is 100% accurate, George. Yeah. I mean, really, I guess if these assholes are going to go on the offensive like that, you really need to go back and do the same thing yeah. to them and be like, well, this is a more complex situation than giving a yes or no answer to because there are ways to do it. You could say, well, one, I believe that there were things that did not get handled 100% correctly in the election. I believe that there is, without a doubt, things going wrong in every election, that people are trying to sway every election and that there is voter fraud. I don't care if it's in our little town here with 11,000 people. There's probably voter fraud going on. Cue the Whitney Houston track. I believe the children are the answer. Yes. Now, the question in O'Reilly, the great Bill O'Reilly was the one that was kind of banging this drum ever since uh, the Trump election went the way it did. And there was a lot of questions. He's like, yeah, I see that, you know, without a doubt that there is voter fraud in every election, but it doesn't appear. The proof is not there that it raised to the level of changing the result of the election. And that is, again, it's a more complex issue. You know, if you and I are having a, you know, we're managing two different baseball teams in the World Series, you know, well, if you won the game 15 to 12, but we find out that each of us got, you know, 12 runs illegally, well, the result's still the same, you know? So again, when it comes to, was there any voter fraud? Well, there's always going to be voter fraud. There's always going to be mistakes. Elections are never going to be perfect. So if you're, if your bar is that the election has to be a hundred percent perfect and nobody's ever going to get elected. Mm-hmm. The question always comes down to, was there enough voter fraud to tip the election? And for a lot of people that believe there was, they weren't able to prove it. And if you can't prove it, that's really all that matters at this point. You have to yeah. be able to prove it. But I don't understand the gotcha like, well, you have to admit that you were wrong or that you said, you know, it's like it's like that you said this and they said this and you said this. And like, uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. He's a hack, as you said. Well, you know who's really a hack? Oh, yeah, I think I do. I think I do. <laughs> it's about yeah, that time. It is. It's It's been long past that time. People are like, wait, we haven't heard. We haven't heard Keith Olbermann yet. The gay man. I wonder if he knows he's a hero to so many people that listen to Planet Rage. KO, you know, his initials are KO, knockout. Uh huh. Just occurred to me. Hmm. You cat calling him now? <laughs> Keith Oberman's a knockout. Oh, yeah. Those glasses, he looks so hot. In a bulletin addition to the Countdown podcast available now wherever you podcast, the appeals court for the District of Columbia has actually stayed for at least two weeks Judge Tanya Chutkin's gag order on Trump. This is absolute bullshit. Is that a technical term from a reporter? I guess so. What's he think he's doing? A show like ours? Come on. Really? 
And the members of the three-judge panel, consisting of two judges appointed by Obama and one by Biden, should be impeached and disbarred. Okay. Yeah, I know. Now, again, somebody that does not agree with a legal decision, and this was just, hey, we need time to be able to do further investigation to know what's right or what's not. The fact that anybody is legitimately trying to do their jobs, even judges put in by your guys, if they do anything that you don't like, they should be out. They should be disbarred off of their heads. Uh huh. Like this is absolute insanity, even for Keith. Because rather than dismissing the ridiculous Trump argument or even calling for an emergency hearing, they issued boilerplate language saying the purpose of this administrative stay is to give the court sufficient opportunity to consider the emergency motion for a stay pending appeal and should not be construed in any way as a ruling on the merits of that motion. Having washed their hands of dealing with the issue, they say the legal words without for a moment understanding what those words mean. So now he understands more what legal ease means than judges. Of course he does. He's Keith. He is so he is so good. He is so smart. Yeah. And the, any, I, just again, this is a gr- group of judges saying we need some time to make sure we get this right. And Keith is like, we don't have time. What color are Keith's glass frames in this uh, video? I don't remember. I try not to look now because it's just it's too <laughs> disturbing that they change in every one. Okay. It's like, what? who has won that many pairs of glasses? And uh, I and, once read that Steve McQueen owned 800 pairs of sunglasses, but he was a movie star. Why sure. shouldn't he? Well, where would you put them? Maybe he just lost them a lot. Maybe. Yeah. Or that they have just given Trump a new license to stochastically kill. For oh, he, 17- oh, that's he, he used that last time out stochastically. That's his new goes uh, his new crutch word, I guess. Stochastically kill. What does that even mean in in normal people talk? Does anybody know? <laughs> like he just likes the way it sounds. Uh huh. That uh, he can stochastically kill yeah. with his words. I guess. I mean, I don't. That yeah. a boy, Keith. That they have just given Trump a new license to stochastically kill for 17 more days and he will certainly try to use it. Or that they are observing legal niceties while Trump is a terrorist and they have just given him more time and space to enact his terrorism. Okay, so now Donald Trump (laughs) running for president, making uh, appearances, is it? It's terrorism. Boy, but two weeks ago he was Hitler, right? He was doing <laughs> concentration camps and um, what else? He was wildly anti-Semitic. And now he's a—I t- don't know. I it's just so over the top that I can't. Wow. But he's not the only one doing this. It's a Democrat staple, no. it seems, at this point. Well, sure, but it's like anybody saying what you disagree with. You know, that's the one place I'm going to agree with Fatto Chris Christie, and I don't know. I could probably sumo wrestle with him. The Concept that let people talk and then you tell us why their opinion or what they're saying is a bad idea or wrong. Th- that much I agree with them. Let people talk. I never understood why you'd want to shut anybody up because if somebody's out there legitimately, legitimately throwing out horrible, hateful things, then well, let the people decide that. Why would you not want me to hear somebody out there spreading hate? Sure. Well, I think the the Christie thing was clearly, um, you know, he was in Trump ter- territory and neither he nor Asa seemed to grasp that. 
Right. Um, so people, you know, I think people are having their own little private party, which that seemed to be. I mean, I, I don't know. I wasn't at the event. Um, yeah, interlopers aren't held in high regard and they're looking for, you know, some cheerleading. Uh, um, and so you get some guy like Christy coming in or the other guy and, and spreading the kind of uh, talk that they're, that they're giving people are going to get pissed and tell them to fuck off. You know, I don't think that was really an open forum, and those guys were stupid to uh, <laughs> to appear there. I would, that's my analysis. But well, which is uh, for all of the people that are like, why doesn't Donald Trump show up to these debates? Well, oh yeah, this why is why. He? Of course, is why. Yeah, because yeah. you're not going to gain anything. Nothing. Nothing. You can only lose. Especially if he keeps going up in the polls every time he. You know, I can tell you one thing: if Donald Trump skipped that first debate. And he lost 20 points in the polling. He'd be like, I'm going to the debate. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, he keeps gaining because everybody sees the other people that are out there and they're like, yeah, we don't like them. We don't like mm -hmm. them at all. Yeah. Because none of them, as much as people want to say Donald Trump and the vitriol are too much. He's still a better speaker. He still commands a crowd better. And as weird as it is, he doesn't seem to give in as much to his emotions as the rest of the people in the oh, Republican party. No, and he has much better hair than Joe. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true too. And, uh, I don't know if it's real where he bought it or if it came. Oh, as it's, it's real. It's real. Didn't you see him that night on Fallon? When he yes. was running? Be, yeah, well, real. just because he was able to pull on it and it didn't come off, didn't mean it was real hair. You don't think? I think, that's good glue. The, I think that's the litmus test. You know, is it like, if that you, glue isn't that good if it's a tube. I if think. you can grab and pull, I mean, I guess it takes a yeah. lot of guts if it's not real, if you let somebody yeah. grab and pull. Yeah. Like I used to, I knew that I worked with this dude and um, he had a terribly fake rug. And uh, once in a while we go out to lunch in Manhattan, which is uh, just basically blanketed with pigeons. And when pigeons would fly overhead, this guy, you would have thought they were dropping napalm. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, you know, if he got pigeon shit on that rug, you know, the jig was up. He'd have to peel that off. And you know, <laughs> I guess there's a big cleaning bill, whatever. It's not like having your own hair or being shaved, you know, shaved, whatever. So. <laughs> These are the kind of things you don't think about. There you go. And now you do. So we like to think we are a nation of laws and not of men. We say it from generation to generation. But flatly, it is not always true in this country. We have dealt with existential threats before in the Civil War, in the World Wars, after the JFK assassination, after 9-11, and then cleared up the legal niceties later. And we need to do so now because Trump is exactly that kind of existential threat to our nation. And the D.C. appeals court failed America tonight. Those are pretty big words. Failed America. Failed America. I, I, I you know, I don't know how, um, I mean, it was an, it was an awful atrocity. Never should have happened, but I don't know that, um, JFK being assassinated was an existential threat to America. I mean, within nine seconds, LBJ stepped into his shoes and business continued as usual. Well, I mean, if you were to believe that it was, I, I think you're saying that the government agency most likely behind that. Oh, okay. Was yeah. the threat, although nobody, uh, that nobody said was, that at the time and nobody was taken to task. No. So if that was an existential threat, it never went away. Yeah. Okay. I guess Keith doesn't want to uh, talk about that part either. Yeah. Which is not surprising to me. Cause Keith, as we've always found 
throughout the 102 episodes now. <laughs> yeah. I think he's been on almost every, it started pretty early with the Keith Overman. Like, we got to keep him going on. He's actually like the third host, really, if you think about it. And I keep waiting, thinking that at some point he's going to have one of these little, because basically what almost every one of these that we've played is, is the teaser for his full podcast. So this is him kind of giving you why you should be listening to his podcast. And I guess it is, I mean, I understand that a little bit of, uh, you know, exaggeration goes a long way, but he, I never have listened to one of these and went, well, he kind of made sense today. (laughs) And you never will. No, never. Not, (laughs) not even getting close. So I don't know. I guess you have to thank Keith for his, uh, ability to be as uh, consistent as he is. Oh, we definitely have to thank Keith. I mean, he's, he's a part of the show. He's great. He's, he's just, he's, he is grist. You can count on. This is true. This yeah. is true. Now we are a value for value podcast here yes, on planet rage. This is an episode number one Oh two. I'm the, uh, items for the winners are coming in. And so far some real, I'm happy with the first item that came in. Uh, good. The, the mugs should be coming in. I can't wait to see those and uh, something else. But so far, I am impressed with Shutterfly, which is the now basically what uh, what Costco turned all of their, you know, hey, we can make all sorts of custom things over to. I noticed they even have candles. I'm thinking, do we need a do we need a Planet Rage candle? Oh, that's a nice idea. That's romantic. Exactly. I mean, what? Yeah, or like, it could be Christmassy or kind of Halloweeny. Yeah, by the way, how was your Halloween? It's good. Yeah, well, I went to the retinal doctor. Oh, how'd that go? Every, I mean, go back in another three months. He's still watching stuff. He's like, what the, you know, the one good eye. He's like, well, I mean, we might need to do some more lasering at some point, but not yet. And it, I, it ebbs and flows, it seems, with that one. So I'm not really worried about anything that's uh, going on, except, you know, you go back and let them dilate it and look at it in three months, which this will be in February. It's like, wow, time is going to fly. Uh, but being on Halloween, the funniest thing and i mentioned this on uh, random thoughts so i'm sorry for repeating the joke but the girl that originally took me in you know to start the appointment had a full head helmet that was just a big eyeball i like that and i'm like walking in i'm just like mm. that costume's i'm like that costume was a little on the nose which she just thought was the funniest comment being it was a big <laughs> eye like it's just a little too on the yeah. nose but otherwise there were kids walking around our neighborhood my parents had nobody ring their doorbell which in with probably better for them yeah. uh, we went out for lunch after which is always hard sometimes i'm in the mood too sometimes i'm not because going out for anything right after your eye is bet when in this case really only have one good one but it massively dilated means oh you don't need that no it's you know everything is blurry you're not going to be able to really read a menu but we stopped to pick up there's a candy store down the road that my mom likes it's a you know i guess they're nationwide c's candy s-e-a-s oh yeah candy. they're great c's are wonderful and she digs the c's candy so she wanted a couple of those so we stopped and got that and i'm like you know, I think uh, just like two miles down the road is one of Mike Ditka's restaurants. Hmm. So we stopped there for lunch, had a couple of burgers, which were um, just 
absolutely fabulous burgers. But just to show you, I mean, one, it's a Mike Ditka restaurant in one of the, you know, mid mid range suburbs of Chicago, two burgers and two unsweetened iced teas. Uh, I think it was 48 bucks. Yeah, sure. Like, thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you, Joey. Yeah. It's like, it's hard to believe that it's like two burgers. And then the, uh, the wife went into a diverticulitis bit, which, so, I mean, she's going to need some health karma on that one. Uh Uh-oh. Going to see the, uh, the GI guy tomorrow. She's had little flare ups in the past. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, once you're over like 40 or 50, that gets way more common. So you yeah. get, it's all the same thing. It's all the same stuff. Nobody ever wants to hear where it's like, yeah, you need to exercise more and eat better. Yeah. Which nobody wants to do. Yeah. Although once you have the pain and I, I really felt kind of bad afterwards. Cause it's like, well, overall eat like kind of a liquid diet as that stuff kind of works its way through. Yes. Johnny Walker red. <laughs> well, that is clear. That's a kind of a clear liquid. Um, there's a little well, coloring to it. And it's like, cause we had some bone broth and she had that earlier in the day. And I'm like, well, you know, we have that, uh, that roasted tomato soup. I'm like, is that bad for go. diverticulitis? And, you know, she looked it up and like, well, probably it's fine. Good. And she had the tomato soup and like, maybe I don't even know how many minutes after having the tomato soup, she gets up, goes into the bathroom. And I hear that unmistakable sound of somebody projectile vomiting. Oh my God. Whoa. And as she was doing that, the thought that I heard was in my head was her mom who had diverticulitis. I'm guessing at some point, cause I'm like, Oh, didn't your mom say tomato set off her diverticulitis? <laughs> <laughs> like, should, oh, I guess we should have thought of that before <laughs> details, the projectile vomiting, right? Yes, it is. It's details. Cause everybody is, it's like the migraine stuff. Yeah. Everybody's different for some people. It will be set off. I mean, for, for a long time, they thought it was things like, well, don't eat popcorn and don't eat seeds or don't eat anything hard to digest. And then they kind of found that was, it's amazing how much stuff is medical science in air quotes that turned it out to be completely and utterly wrong. God. Yeah. Yes. Sir. Omaha said not a good choice. No, I guess probably the acidity or something like that. The tomatoes, not good. Mm. Yeah. So now it's all bone broth and. It's, she's feeling a lot better Good. today, but I knew when she's calling the doctor over the weekend and leaving a message that it wasn't just a little, uh, not just a little flare up. She's stoic. Uh-huh. Pretty much doesn't yeah. want me to hear about it. Cause the, well, the last flare up was like maybe a year and a half ago and it came after eating a slab of barbecued ribs, which was like the first time in like a, probably a year or two that we had ribs mm. and who doesn't like barbecued ribs. Really? And then it's like, wow, to know that you can't do it because it's going to get you. That sucks. Uh-huh. Ribs. You know, it's like, well, I guess it's kind of like what the, uh, you know, the models back in the eighties. I mean, I guess you just eat the ribs and then you vomit them out before they can get into your system. <laughs> so you can fully oh, enjoy the you know, planet rage rib aporium. Uh, so the, the cure for diverticulitis is bulimia is what you're telling I think me. so. Okay. I think so. And it's uh, like, well, the, you don't want anything to actually rupture because then you're just getting like pretty much the same colon surgery you're getting for cancer just for a different reason and if that stuff starts leaking into your system i mean that can go horribly wrong and they said uh again if if anybody out there in the audience is hungry for lunch right now i know (laughs) 
Oh, should there be a disclaimer on this show? Probably. There should probably be a disclaimer out there because you never know what you're going to hear on Planet Rage. It's like we talk about all sorts of good stuff and we want you to know that, yeah, the I think it was the Mayo Clinic website said that about a third of diverticulous diverticulitis cases wind up in a hospital. Whoa. So, I mean, there's people that can have it and, you know, it can come and go. But if it gets serious, it's something you don't want to ignore but at least she hasn't had a fever or anything because that would be a part of it that would kind of tell you that maybe things are getting a little uh, a little bit worse than they should be but now that you have all that good information we are that value for value show what right there what kind of value did you get yeah put a number on it go over to our website planetrage.show you can do a slash donate if you want to get right to the donation information you'll find a donate button which will take you to paypal for a one-time or monthly you can use the QR codes or wallet addresses if you want to do the crypto thing. You can use the P.O. Box address if you want to go the snail mail route. And you can boost us if you're using a podcasting 2.0 app. But in the in the mailbox. Oh, boy. It's real paper. Hard cash. I love it. Our buddy Redbeard Jake W. Yes, the one we've seen streaming Satoshis in the past. Came in with a check for $104. Wow. Thank you, Redbeard. And he says, Darren and Larry, congrats on 100 episodes. I missed the big show, but wanted to do a buck for each show. So here's 104, just in case it takes a while to show up. Well, if you know the mail, I'm surprised it showed up at all. So, I mean, and you got it in two shows early. That's very cool. He planned ahead. Thank you. He says, Planet Rage has become my second most listened to podcast next to no agenda. So, I mean, wow. Now we've, we've, that's high praise. Thank you. Well, it's also, he's setting the bar. We got to take those guys out now. We do. (laughs) I mean, we can't let this stand. Second, no, (laughs) we cannot be second. He says, thanks for a great show, Jake, AKA Redbeard, Jake W. So, thank you. Yes. Jake, it is very much appreciated, and thanks for helping us celebrate that hundred episodes of Rage, mm-hmm. which uh, they keep getting longer and they keep getting better. And it's not just because of Keith Oberman, but he's a part of that. <laughs> if anybody ever meets Keith out in the wild, make sure you let him know you heard him on yes. Planet Rage. Yes, and, and then he'll check out the uh, he'll check out the show. <laughs> okay, is that what you want as a t-shirt omega project in the troll room available at trollroom.io you want a shirt that just says we're number two <laughs> <laughs> work for avis i guess it's better than being number three there's that yeah. mm-hmm. there is that and there are currently uh 95 here let me see if doug says the same thing in the main room yes 95 people listening okay that's a good number to the show we're getting close we to that 100 digits but we'll take 95 that's good Everybody bring a friend along next time or, or make a friend before then. Yes. Our buddy Kevin Seifert came in with his. I think it's a monthly $5. Thank you, Kevin. And then we had some boostograms. And I'll just go from the oldest here. We had uh, memes 1337 with 1337 says, Leap boosting for the rage. The rage of the oppressed is never the same as the rage of the privileged. And uh, Bell Hooks. Is that a person? Bell Hooks? 
Good name. Thank you, Memes. Bell Hooks. It's an interesting name. Like Bell Stars? Like the lady's name first? Or I guess. I've never heard Bell of Bell Liberty Hooks. Bell. But yeah, that's how it's spelled, but I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Dale Jr. was streaming some Satoshis, but no messages as any of these here. And we, there's a lot of them. I'm scrolling up, scrolling up, scrolling up. And uh, then we got to Rock and Roll Breakheart was streaming a bunch. Thank and you. then we got to Anonymous, who came in with 4,000 Satoshis. Everybody fell for the Greta thing. The only difference is for how long. The real scam is the mainstream media used a little girl to lecture us about how to care for the planet. And we didn't immediately put them in the unemployment lines. Well, that's true. True. How anybody took that seriously. Well, and David Hogg is still making a living being an activist. Yeah. And he's like almost 25, I think. Uh Still not any smarter than he was as a kid, but they feel like you're going to, you know, this concept, like, well, if we make a kid say it, you're going to feel bad not listening. Oh, yeah, of course. And it's like, well, yeah, but what if they're still full of shit? I don't care who's saying it. Yeah. And Anonymous, I believe maybe the same, came in with another 4,000, says, I'm not a remote worker, but I think some of the return to office stuff may be pressure from government due to the lost tax revenue when office buildings lose tenants, not just property tax, but taxes for every job servicing the building when it's occupied. If I'm right, expect to start seeing a remote worker fee tacked onto residential property taxes. City Hall always gets theirs. Now, that is an interesting concept. Very interesting concept, and I'll bet he's right. Well, how dare you work from home? How dare you? But all those big office buildings, there's a lot of them in Chicago that could be opened up for migrants. Absolutely. What are they waiting for? I know there's a lot of empty office space. But you're seeing more and more of the big companies, including Amazon, going, nope, you got to come to work. Apple, you got to mm-hmm. come to work. Yeah. And it's Get just going to be a, in here. Yeah, it's just going to be a question of if the workers want to do it. I had a clip of a girl that went viral, but I'll save it for the next show. Just complaining about nine to five jobs, which <laughs> it'll be an interesting <laughs> thing, because, again, you and I are old guys who grew up doing jobs and working a lot longer than nine to five on a lot of them. Oh. God, yeah. I used to work like double shifts and then some, please. So it'll be interesting yeah. to uh, to delve into that. Our buddy, Sir Truck Driver, came in with 333 and 3333 saying, uh, can't seem to listen live. Oh, but then he must have. He says, Joey needs an ice cream cone and a nap and a diaper change because he's full of shit. There you go. <laughs> it's Thank falling out everywhere he goes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Sir Truck Driver. And as we said before, go to rollingon.show. And you can listen to Sir Truck Driver. And of course, our buddy CSB came in with 14,000 now. Satoshis, mm. I thought, wasn't there? Usually the number meant something and it was with Poland and something else. So what does is, what is the 14,000 mean, CSB? Know, Just let it. me know. Glad to have it. Thank you, CSB. I guess this is where I read his. Uh, yeah, his I mean, it, try it in a really shouty voice. He might like that. <laughs> oh, you want to get me fired? <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm gonna, I got to be me, as Sammy Davis Jr. used to say. Okay, howdy, Darren and Larry. Please invite your listeners to visit my blog at www.csb.lol for my cartoons and to follow me on X slash Twitter at CSB. Just three letters C S and B. Yo. Oh, he's not saying he's going to answer every question anymore. Maybe you got a lot no, of questions. No, he wised up over that, I think. My favorite uh, 
Sinatra, well, not my favorite, but there was a great Sinatra story when Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, released his autobiography, which was called Yes, I Can. Yes. Sinatra said he sent him a uh, telegram that just said, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, that's right. buddies breaking each other's balls today. Oh, you would, yeah. you would get, wow, that racist guy. How dare he? Sure. Sure. Yeah. It is sure. weird when you look back at the fifties and the eighties and the nineties. And then you look at where we are today and go, how did it happen? How did that happen? People got along so much better. It's insane. Yeah. And you yeah. wonder, is it all. It's not all the mainstream media, but I'm sure it's a decent amount of the social media and allowing people to influence you that may or may not even be real people. You can put the blame on social media, politicians, and educators. That's oh, yes. That's it all comes from. Yeah, the educators for not teaching the kids and for just brainwashing them into. Yes. I mean, the fact that. Which school now or school system wasn't going to give kids tests because it's not fair. There was like somebody like a college that's like, we can't, uh, we can't do these things. We can't actually test the children. It's like, you know what? If you can't pass a test, you really shouldn't pass the school. You shouldn't pass. Tests are racist. Uh Uh-huh. Tests are right. Math is racist. Tests are racist. Find out more by tuning in again next week to planet rage. And in the meantime, to that Larry show that Larry show.com. Do you know what's coming up this week? I'm not sure, but if you haven't listened yet to the last week's episode, which posted very late, I'm sorry, I posted that like uh, Friday night instead of Wednesday. I'm so ashamed, but you know, sometimes <laughs> the mojo just doesn't happen and other things get in the way. So anyway, there it is. And it's called um, gung ho for bullshit. And uh, you should, you should, <laughs> you should have a listen get to the thumbnail is one of my best people are loving that and um it's also got some audio clips you've never heard before the greatest toy toy commercial ever recorded Ooh, you know you'll dig it so check it out how about you for randomthoughts.com darren that i'm not sure about but this past week though was great because i did it live you did it live okay i gotta catch up which is a rarity it is a rarity it was a wednesday and people were like where's grumpy old ben's and i'm like well there there isn't one today i'm like but you know I'm just about to record a random thoughts. And I'm like, I'm so good. I could do that live. God damn it. I wish I could. You know, that's, we just had to show Bandrew because Bandrew always thinks you have to edit. And this is the thing, Bandrew, if you would do your shows on a live stream, Mm -hmm. every small fuck up, you just laugh about and move on and you keep it in. True. When you can edit everything down, you're like, oh, I I need to restart. Yes. Restarting's the devil. It is. As somebody once said, analysis can be paralysis. Yes. So yeah. And if it's a little thing, I mean, it's, you, you, you can live with it. People are used yeah. to, and I used to have that kind of a mentality as well. Then you realize that talk radio is a thing and it's live and nobody ever gets to redo anything on talk radio. No. And yet millions of people were in tuning into that each and every day, maybe less now. Mm-hmm. But I don't think people have that aversion to, I think more people have the aversion to the NPR style of podcast that sounds so edited that it doesn't sound like a real conversation anymore. Well, it's not. They're not even real people. <laughs> They're probably They're AIs. Cyborgs. Yeah, really. They are cyborgs there to press their own personal and company propaganda at you. You will Don't not. Commie agenda. Commie, commie, commie. Yes. There is no commie agenda here. We just say, leave us the fuck 
alone. Well, but, you know, still come by for our next show. Yes. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit.